morning, JFW family. Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim White, singer-songwriter, brother Dave White, <laughs> and gutter boy, Super Dave. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Hey, happy snow day, everyone. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Morning, Jam. Morning, everybody. Yeah. I guess we all didn't get a snow day, huh? We didn't get one, and nor do we ever. I'm actually going to talk about that at the end of the podcast with my final thoughts, but super excited about today's podcast. It is no holds barred, unedited, and we have <laughs> a lot of input from outside of JFW, which is awesome. So That's because the, the snow can't even stop us. The Jam, snow can't even stop us. Is this uh, podcast in the raw? It's in the raw. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I got so, clothes on. I don't know about you. <laughs> you can only see me from, from the waist down, yeah. so. I'm visualizing you naked, Super Dave. How's that? <laughs> oh, that ain't pretty. At the gym in the locker room, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> oh, those people, they're rough, man. Uh, we better do the Pledge of Allegiance before we get in the gutter. Before we get too raw. <laughs> right? <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So it's no secret I'm not an audio engineer. I think when we say the pledge all together, we just got to do it a little quieter because everybody comes in together and it overmodulates. I pledge allegiance to the flag. I mean, say it loud and proud. Yeah, but I, I thought we were a little quieter that time. Uh, According to my meter, we were not. (laughs) We pegged it, huh? Okay. (laughs) As a reminder, anything you hear today is not JFW's opinion. It certainly is my opinion and the other (laughs) men in this room. (laughs) Episode 63 had 355 downloads. We're back over that 350 mark. Nice. I think that's kind of, you know, when I see that, I'm pretty happy, but I wanted to say 500. We talked about maybe advertising the podcast on social media. We're going to get with paradigm creative and see what they could do for us nice we're at twenty three thousand five hundred sixty eight total downloads and we held steady at 157 followers so no new followers womp womp we get we get some longtime listeners though jim we do i mean we've we've got a a movement oh yeah like like you mentioned that's the thing the even the people that aren't here have nothing to do with JFW yep. and enjoy listening. It's it's a good feeling. Yeah, this outline was so easy to wrote because yeah, like, to wrote <laughs> <laughs> unedited. This podcast is <laughs> this podcast was so easy to write. So so hypercritical of me <laughs> because everybody wrote it for me. We had people from out of the country, out of JFW, drivers. You know, everybody chipped in, and all I had to do was copy and paste everything. So yep. thanks for chipping in, everybody. That is awesome. <clears throat> well, it's time for the Dad Joke Challenge. But before we do that, I do want to tell you a range story. <clears throat> Did I tell you about the time I went to the range, and I'm, I'm getting my pistol ready, and there's this old guy next to me, and he's shooting, but he keeps shooting my target. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, hey, buddy, I don't know if you realize, but you're shooting my target. He's like, well, I don't see that good. I got that Glock coma. <laughs> Man. Gone ponds, baby. I knew you were headed down that road, Jim. Right? I wanted to tell an eye joke just because you went to the eye doctor yesterday. <laughs> well, you were doing it to all of you guys in your texts yesterday afternoon. Aye. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. 
All right. Well, <laughs> I have to throw out a, a quick thank you to the family because they got me a little can of dad jokes for Christmas. I don't know if that meant that might have been that bad and I needed some help or they're just helping. Um, so anyway, what did the horse say when it fell over? I should know this, but I don't. <laughs> Help, I've fallen, and I can't giddy up. Oh, all right. That's I thought, cute. I thought yeah. that was a coaster. I was going to set my energy drink on it. <laughs> coaster and yeah, jokes, right? That's a, that might have been your best one. <laughs> all right. Well, I kind of did the trucker dad jokes, so here we go. What was the grain trucker's favorite band? Don't know. Dave? Yeah. No? The grain truck. Couldn't tell huh? you. Hall and Oats. Oh, <laughs> man. That's so good. obvious. I, I right? was almost going to say corn with a backwards Hall and Oats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was a balance between that one and why can't test two babies be truck drivers? I don't know. They aren't Peterbilt. Oh, no. <laughs> you might as well. I mean, you might as well tell that other one. Dude. Ah, finish up with it. Yeah. All right, we're, man. Uh, we're we're raw. <laughs> this could be a three strikes and you're out, no champ. <laughs> Not invited back. Hold on, Dave. Right. Brother Dave has his hat on backwards. <laughs> Jam, get your get your bleeps ready. Strap, strap your boots on. This everybody. is no holds barred, right? <laughs> All right. What does a truck driver and a slightly aroused man have in common? <laughs> well, I know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason we're laughing. All right. They both have a semi. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Uh, ba ba All right, Dave, clean right. it up. Uh, yeah, I will. Strong finish. Strong I, finish. I will. This Let's is a true there, dad joke. You could tell this to your five-year-old. Did you know you're able to tell the gender of an ant just by putting it in water? I do. I just saw that this morning. Yeah, on my computer, probably. <laughs> no, on mine. I Seriously, oh. I just about used that one. Yeah? yeah? Well, I'll tell you how. If it sinks, girl ant. If it floats, boy ant. Buoyant? Buoyant. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. How do you count cows? One cow at a time. Oh, I, I, with a calculator. Yeah, I was gonna oh. say, this one's a little bit obvious, but yeah, calculator. I thought that was cute too. Nice. That's a good one. With a calculator. All right, new employees. We got two new drivers started this week: Brian Carbins and Sean Barney. Sean seems like a pretty outgoing guy. He's a little outspoken and He's funny, and very. I got to tell you, I came back yesterday from doing something, and there was a note on my desk from Sean saying, "Hey, I tried to put in uh, PTO, but it said no accruals were ve- available." I was like, well, that's easy to fix. I mean, for a guy that just started, he knew exactly what to say and made it easy for me to fix his problem. So nice. good job. And Brian, you've been a little bit quieter, but I'm sure uh, you're going to be a pleasure to get to know as well. Absolutely. So, yep. Yeah, welcome, Brian. Sean, I, I did meet Sean yesterday also. Yeah, outspoken, good welcome handshake. Welcome aboard, guys. Yeah. Celebrations, anniversaries. Dale Boyce, his anniversary is tomorrow, and he will be here two years. Two years? Yep. And then Sebastian Coronado, he'll be here three years on Friday. Both those guys have been uh, a pleasure for the last couple of years. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, good teammates. Yeah. Yep. Sea bass. Sea bass. Yep. Yep. Birthdays, we got Angie Kovac on uh, the 19th tomorrow as well. Happy birthday, Angie. 
And then Gerardo Sanchez and Eric Burnham share a birthday on the 20th. So happy birthday, everybody. Right on. Happy birthday. (laughs) Absolutely. Family birthday celebrations. We got Landon, a.k.a. Boomer Romero. His birthday was on the 15th. I know he went to the stock show and got him a cool little cowboy hat. And then uh, Melissa Reyes, which is Vince Meekin's significant other. She has a birthday tomorrow. And then Alessandra Montez, Leo Montez's daughter. Has a birthday on Friday, so happy birthday, everybody! Happy yeah. birthday, everyone! Yes, yeah, happy birthday, happy folks! Birthday. Yep. Yeah. Shout outs. I wanted to give uh, this person a shout out. He never gets a shout out all on his own. He's always <laughs> he's always combined with dispatch. Does a great job, and what a good team we got! But I got to tell you, Randy Hogue, man, <clears throat> he's just been a pleasure to work with. He gets it done. I'll tell Randy, like, I'll get a phone call. Oh, I can't do this. He's already got it dispatched. I peek around Randy's computer. Hey, Randy, this is going on. Not a problem. Makes changes. Has suggestions for the drivers to make it easier on everybody. He's just been doing great. I mentioned to Linda I was going to give Randy a shout-out this morning, and she just jumped right on that train and wrote me an email saying, Randy has been doing an awesome job. He has been seeking out additional runs to keep trucks busy. Lamar to Kansas and Kansas to Denver. Backhauls for the drivers picking up new trailers, not coming home empty. He watches the boards for new opportunities every day to make sure we have trucks moving when it gets slow. Always negotiates higher rates than posted. Coordinates time off and scheduling trucks. Juggles phone calls internally from drivers, from the load boards, complaint calls, and outside calls from customers. He's been doing an amazing job, is a great teammate, doesn't complain just does a job so shout out to randy hope absolutely yeah thanks randy buddy yeah randy's got a saying that i just love iron sharpens iron yeah right? it's in the bible it's a yep. bible verse yeah i believe yeah. that you know yeah i, I like agree. when he when he has uh you know when he's working on the out of town stuff how, how he wrangles me and you up dave and just you know it's a little think us. tank right yeah. i mean yeah, we're, good, we're better together yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's proven so yeah, he he good. brings it to the table and you know always Create such opportunity for everyone here. It's it's great to see. Good job, Randy. Yeah, and he's he's definitely come a long ways because he has. You know, a lot of times we'd have a lot of questions for him, but he has those answers before he talks to <laughs> yeah. us now. Yeah, and he's he's ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. That's a easy lesson to learn. <laughs> when you guys come and you don't have answers, it's I'm gonna have the answers next time. But some people don't. So I think it's his knees. I feel ever since he's got his knees, he's been uh, Randy times. 20 yeah that that 2.0 but i think that's yeah. when you when you live with pain right it, it just it drags on you yep you know yeah but i think what is shooting him to start him are the knee socks yeah that's because they're warm now too right right, yeah. right. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah he's proud of those things. in fact he, yeah. was, he was gone the other day and we had to look it up because we were he was missing like the bottom half of the girl from flash dance you know with his little <laughs> knee socks <laughs> so i was gonna tease him but i've told him it you could just wear a pair of pants and do the same thing. But he wasn't having any of it. Like uh, compression tights? Yeah. <laughs> man, that's, that's becoming a thing. Oh, at the gym. Like, it's like, like men in tights. yoga pants. Yeah. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah. Not not normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, I don't even want to go to there, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, we were at the airport. That's where I saw him, and I'm like, you know, you walk up behind someone that's walking, and you're thinking, "That just looks different." Is it what? That's a man, huh. you know. And you're like, right. "That's a man." 
in yoga pants. That's not normal. Uh, it's funny because uh, my wife, probably over two years ago, not la- not this past Christmas. It may have been the one before that, or the one before that. I can't remember, but there's this. Uh, oh, what's the name of the company? Can't remember the name of the company, but it's fitness apparel. Mm-hmm. But they're European, right? So their style's a little different. <clears throat> so she brought me three pairs of sweats, and I mean, they're really nice sweats. They're bamboo. They're they're comfortable, but they are tighter. They're not tighter everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's not like <laughs> it's not like I'm wearing tights. Well, but, they, that's the European style. Yeah, they, you know, they wear their clothes tight. Yeah, and it's like you know. I wear the, you know, it's they're kind of fancy. I got one pair that's kind of black camo, another pair is red, another pair is blue. She brought me like the top, and like it's a three piece top. Like I look like a, a Viking, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's pretty cool stuff. But the the pants are definitely tighter, <clears throat> and I wear them because I wear what my wife tells me. <laughs> and they're, they're they're comfortable and they're good for working out. But they, I remember I changed here at JFW one day to go to the gym and Dave's like, are those tight jeans? <laughs> you remember that? I do, yeah. I do. I'm like, no, they're sweats. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I actually do love them. I can't believe I can't remember the name of them, but they are really nice. Thanks, baby. Let's see here. Shout outs. Oh, back to shout outs. Bree, Bree Baldridge. She wants to give a shout out to George P, a.k.a. Jorge. For sweeping out a trailer today when they were hauling salt. So nice job, George. Yep, Thanks awesome. for helping out. Megan, Mike Tafoya's significant other, wrote us a nice, very, a very nice thank you card. So shout out to Megan for being thankful. I love this. I was on Facebook yesterday, and I see uh, a comment from Brenda Alvarez. She listened to a podcast, and we were talking about the accident-free list. So she said, so proud of my husband, Francisco Alvarez, for being part of the accident-free group. What I love about that, I just love seeing family and wives being engaged with mm-hmm. JFW. Absolutely. And family. I mean, of course, <laughs> Lauren Nahara pops up to mind as being very vocal on social media. So to see another wife, you know, jumping in and saying she's proud of a husband for an accomplishment, I just really like that. So shout out to you, Brenda, and shout out to Francisco for being accident-free. He he's kind of a silent warrior. He's a sleeper. He I is was thinking that he's, he's a sleeper. He just comes in, gets does it his done. Job. Right. Yep. So always a pleasure to see in the yard. Always smiling. Good attitude. Yep. Yeah. So good stuff. Linda says hi. Got a call from David. He's a batch plant manager at Gross Dam. He wanted us to know we have the best drivers in the industry. He wishes all the drivers were like ours. I did tell him we have great crews at JFW and thanked him for the compliments. I did also let him know if he had an issue to please call so we can stay on top of things. The drivers that were there today were Jimmy V, Troy Hunt, Chris Beam, Leo, or as uh, Oswaldo says, Leo Montez, Jack Oquendo Mejia, and James Gallegos. So good nice. job, man. Good Thanks job, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Way to Fantastic. represent. Yep. Thanks for letting I, I love that... Uh, the way he he put us on that pedestal. I love his quote: Dr- "The best drivers in the industry." Boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom. That's I, like we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I can't yeah. argue with that. And that's not us saying it. That's a customer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. You know, yeah, if absolutely. a customer thinks we're the best, we're the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me and Dave were happened to be up there last week. Uh, had a meeting and stuff, and that was the same feeling we got from them. But you know, all of the the 
being the best drivers and the delivery stuff like that, they were also really thrilled because if we tell them we get three loads, you get three loads. Right. You tell them you get five loads, you get five loads. And, and they acted like that just doesn't happen. And that's not, that's not our culture here. We, we get what we're supposed to get. Yeah. So we, you know, we try to, yeah, <laughs> try, to, try to do our best. All, it's, a, it's the big picture. It's the big piece of yeah. the pie. Absolutely. 100%. You know, sometimes, Jim, if we say we're going to get three loads, we kind of want to get four. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. that, you know, there's that over yep. achievement. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It just, yeah, we've, I guess we've, I don't know, me personally, and Dave's been, well, you've all been with, we, we're hearing that a lot that we're doing a good job. I love it. And it feels like it's so much pressure and to keep that up. And, and how do we do that? How do we make that better? How do we, how do we Nate, take it to the next level? We keep talking about it, and we keep preaching. Just do your job. Yeah, because it's not that difficult. You yourself, Jim, have said to stand out, you just have to do your job. Yep. What we th- we're getting compliments on something that's just a level of communication that says, "Hey, we're going to deliver three loads today," and we deliver three loads. Why is that special? Right. Because other people aren't doing that. Yeah, I was going to say the way we do it is very similar to what you said. Is we have it. We have a manual how to do it. We have trainers teaching how we do it. There's this thing called the JFW way where we expect people to do it that way. Whenever we do that, we get compliments. When we don't do that is when we get complaints. All hell breaks loose, right? Yeah. Right. You know, And it is surprising because we deal it. I mean, we're dealing with a vendor, somebody, well, not a vendor. We're a customer of somebody who's not doing a very good job for us right now. I was talking to the sales rep the other day. And he basically, in so many words, told us to lower our expectations. They got 40,000 customers. They can't do that. I mean, I learned everything I needed to know about that company. They don't care about us. They cared a lot about getting a sale, and now they have 40,000 customers. And yeah. they, can't, they can't perform the way we need. And I told him, wow, I can't imagine telling a customer that. You right. know, They make a mistake, and then I ask them if they're going to fix it, and they say, Unfortunately, you're going to have to take care of that. I was like, wow, imagine, imagine if we went and we dumped in the wrong bin or we did something at a customer's. I mean, we've hit a fence. Sorry, we, we ripped your fence down, but unfortunately, you're going to have to take care of that. Right. It doesn't work That's like terrible. that. We were out there with our crew. We either calling a fence company or we got our crew out there repairing a fence. Like, yeah, yeah it's just amazing to me how other people operate when I'm used to how we operate and right. our level of expectations. So, yeah. 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 If that's the new norm, that is the norm, you know, of how other people operate. That, I guess that's okay, that's okay to tell somebody, unfortunately, you know, that's the word that fixes everything. Right. You'll just have to take care of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But is it the new norm? Because I feel like customer service is what makes people stand out. Well, you know, look at Amazon. Like, you know, back in the day, it was so hard to return something and get a refund. Right. Now, like if your company, if you're selling things and you're not offering like some kind of refund, like no questions asked or look at Vortex Optics, right? They, they're, they're, a, they're a site company. Their, their, their optics are fairly reasonably priced. You could spend a lot of money with them if you want, but you could also get in the door fairly cheaply. They have a lifetime guarantee they don't care if you ran your optic over with your car. They will replace it. I mean, you can't. Yeah. 
yeah, what, uh, like, lifetime. Yeah. yeah, when you go to buy when you go to buy a scope, if another scope company's not offering that, it's kind of a no brainer for me. Right. I'll buy this one and run it over and get a new one. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah, but that stands out to you, Jim. It does. And that's just doing the right thing. I mean, it's just, I guess it is just like what Dave said. You know, you, you see Amazon, how fast they can deliver stuff. I know, you know, we do a lot of stuff on Amazon or the you know, the whole family does, you know, just to cruise right into Kohl's. Right. They scan your phone and the stuff. No questions asked. Yeah, yeah. No box. No label. Yeah. You just walk in. Here's my stuff. Yeah. Scan this QR code. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Well, back to the fence thing, Jim. We're not happy at all that we hit that fence, right. but we repaired it. That's what lets us sleep at night. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we did this damage to this customer's property, but we fixed it. Right. You know, it's just like when we tell a customer, hey, we're going to show up at 6 a.m. We're there at 6 a.m. Right. right? That's our. That's what we've promised. Right. Our start to six a.m. We're going to be there at six a.m. Right. That's what the customer expects. That's what we give the customer. That's right. What we do. That way, it's a good experience. So. But, but what if we couldn't be there at six a.m.? Well, then we're calling that customer and going, "Hey, guess what? We screwed up. Yep. We've got someone in route, or you know, you call that customer and you communicate with that customer. Right. right? We're not perfect, but we're going to be perfect to try to make it better. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. See that representative you were talking to, Jam? I guarantee you. His leaders would not have approved of the way he handled that situation. You know, Dave, with 40,000 customers, I bet those leaders, they don't go to work every day. They're not, they're not at their office shoveling. They're not going to check on job sites. <laughs> they're, they're in a cozy place, you know, sitting on a board of directors. or Yeah, they probably, we got 40,000 customers. We're going to make a certain amount happy, and the other people will just go away. I mean, that's, that's how I feel it. There's yes. a lot of big business jam that they they're profitable enough. They have a formula that says, okay, you know, and I'm making this up. Of the forty thousand customers, we have five thousand that we're just not never going to be able to please, and that's right. how it is. And right. they move on. Right. You know, maybe focus on thirty five thousand, and then the right. other ten thousand are just in the wind. Let's make sure the companies with ten thousand employees like us, and the company with one hundred fifty employees. Eh, you know, hopefully we make them happy. Right. But if we don't, yeah, this is what we do. Oh yeah. well, yeah. Yes. Well, they're, they also are probably looking at new customers, acquisitions. You right. know, we expect we're going to lose 0.2%, but we're going to gain 5% yeah. customers. Yeah. So it's, they don't yeah, care. It's the sales. Yeah, bottom line, right. bottom line, they're growing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Speaking of being on time and accountable and doing what we say, super important to file dispatch times. It's important for a lot of different reasons. One, the customer may not want us there early or late. Two, we may have drivers that are scheduled there to be earlier than you. It's not fair if somebody has a 5 a.m. start and somebody has a 6 a.m. start and the 6 a.m. guys are showing it up at 5 when they showed up 5 the day before. Two, it puts a lot of pressure on our people. Okay, I'm going to use CMEX as an example. We put a text message out. Hey, pay attention to CMEX start times. We got one loader operator. There was problems with the, with the load site, with the pile, with how far the trucks got to travel. There was just a lot. To have extra trucks there puts undue pressure on that loader operator, Dale Boyce, right? <clears throat> also, you know, one day you're going to start at 5. The next day you're going to start at 6. So they rotate these CMEX drivers around. It's not fair if you're just a 5 a.m. guy every day. 
It's not respectful to your coworkers and your teammates, and it's not fair to Dell to have to feel that pressure of getting that extra truck loaded. So, anybody else? Yeah, yeah, good example. I mean, we've we've had it through the years. You know, it, some of the golf courses, you know, they want you there early so you can get in, you can beat the golfers. You know, right. but we've had some golf cor- courses that go, no, because it's in a neighborhood. We don't want you there at five o'clock because it's just going to make everybody mad. And, and and we get you know the the energy of wanting to get your day started and be there early. That's a that's a superstar, but not if it doesn't fit. You know you can't put that round peg in that square hole. Well, and that's where we go back to the you know Bill Belichick. Do right. your job. Do your job. Right. Our dispatch has sent out start times. You've got the guidance of every piece of information you need. Right. Where do I need to be? What time do I need to be there? How does it work? You know and. I wanted to make the point that it was more critical this time of year. It's just as critical all year. Right. Right? Because we're so busy in the summertime. Right. Well, this time of year, it's critical on the other side, right? We're a little slower, so we need to schedule things a little, when I say tighter, uh, almost with more reins, right? Mm-hmm. We need to pull back a little bit, and we need to make things fit. We need to put the puzzle pieces in there. If a puzzle piece shows up and it's it's out of timing, it doesn't fit. We're not ready for it yet, Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I I know, Jim. I didn't. I I wrote it on my notes here. So, and I know you went ahead uh, farther into the discussion. I had a couple more shout outs. I just wanted to throw oh, in there. So I'm so sorry. No, no. You good. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention. I mean, I don't think Joe. Maybe he'll see one of our trailers or listen. But Joe, he's the owner of American Mine Services. That's the company right next to Arcosa, right where we're loading out of. Mm-hmm. And it's been about a month, but I contacted him. And ask if we could plug our loader in, use their electricity, you know, and definitely ask him to to send us the bill. But he was just so helpful, you know. And he go and and it's back to that same old thing. He goes, "Hey, I see your trucks; they're clean. I've ran into your drivers over the years. They're courteous, you know. Whatever we can do to help." And I mm-hmm. and I know we've harped on it a little bit, but our drivers and our people and the way our, we handle ourselves built that so. When I when you call somebody, they're like, "Yeah, absolutely. I know you guys. You guys got clean trucks, great drivers. We'll help you out." And you know, it's kind of I was going to mention to you, Dave, when you just said about the you know being on time or not on time and stuff like that. uh, Imshaw was coming on to Arcosa yesterday, and our blade was up there from this weekend, you know, trying to do the road. And I just had Dale or you did move move it onto American Mine Services property. And I left a text for Joe because I didn't, you know, if he was up or going or whatever. It was about an hour later, and and Joe was like, "Hey, n- hey, no problem, anytime." And I was like, "Yeah, Joe, but I didn't, I didn't want to assume we could just do that, you know. I I know you told me any. He they even told Dale we could go use his shop if we wanted to the other day, <laughs> wow. you know. But I, I was going to say, Dave, like if you want to be early, ask, right. or if you're right. going to be late call communicate communicate i mean it's not that it takes the the pressure off of everything and you know again i had a great conversation with joe yesterday and he was like yeah and he said i i just i just love your trucks you guys do a great job thanks and he said and because he owns the business he's like i appreciate that because i truly know how hard that is to do right and you're like wow i you know that that's a guy that gets it you know part of our circle yeah and then uh when we uh spoke with luis mundy doing the Culture interview or not a culture interview, but uh, what do we call that? Culture meeting. Culture meeting. It's it's a a culture interview. That's what we call it. Um, So I I just wanted to give a quick quick shout out to Paradigm, which is uh, James and Erica's company. You know, they've helped us with our website and all that. But a key thing that Luis said, which we've been trying to do, 
is he said, the minute I looked up a trucking company, the first one to come up was JFW. Mm. And he said, I, I've seen them all around. I, again, I've seen the clean trucks. Yep. I've seen all that. And so shout out to them because I think it is it SEO? SEO. SEO. Search engine optimization. Yep, yep. So and we've achieved that. So a couple shout outs to Joe and Erica and James. Good. Yeah. You know, absolutely. People in our circle. Absolutely. Yep. I don't want to jump off of the the shout outs, but I want to jump back in on those start times. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know we kind of got we're we're kind of cross crossing lines this morning, bouncing back and forth through stuff. But yep. I was just sitting here looking at our creed, you guys, yep. and those start times. Uh, you know, the first thing on our creed is we face and overcome all that stands before us. Right? We, we were given a start time. Here's our start time. We need to face that and meet right. it right head on. The second one is we're accident free. That's just a given all across the board, right? Yep. But then the next one is we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. My favorite line in a creed. Right, right. So is showing up at six when you have a 5 a.m. start time, is that honest value? No. Yeah. Not yeah. even close. So, right? And, and what's the, what's and, the rest of that creed, Dave? It, exactly. For, Jim, who, for who we serve, right? Here's one of the next biggest ones that, that I like. We celebrate our differences, and here's the key. Respect those with whom we work, mm. right? Yeah. The next one falls right in line with this again. We are accountable for our words and our actions. Boom. We're accountable for our words and our actions. If someone did something and another person asks, why did you do that? Isn't that making you accountable for your words and your actions? 100%. Right? And isn't that the right thing to do? I mean, it's in our creed, right? If, if I'm out of line, I hope someone calls me out. And says, hey, what's what's going on here, right? And then the last one, you know, of course, again, another gimme. We are the JFW family. Right. So yeah. our, that, that creed. That creed is, is so powerful. You know, it's so easy to, am I, am I doing the right thing? Look at the creed. Right? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Am I stepping out of line? Read the creed. Did yeah. I do it the right way? Look at the creed. Like, the answers <laughs> are right there. And, right. You know, when... You know, in my marriage, you know, if we have a discussion about something or a debate and we're kind of going back and forth, we'll look into the Bible. We'll, we'll, well, what's the Bible say? Let's, let's find out are the Bible verses about this? What does God have to say about it? And the answers are right there. And then once you see it, it's really clear. I feel like the creed is the same way. Like, well, what did the creed say? <laughs> right? <laughs> Here's yeah. your answer. There doesn't need to be a debate about it because the answers are right there on that piece of paper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I think where where we cross the line, if if we do cross the line, is when we're all disrespected so much that the, from a, from somebody that's not following that creed or doesn't, and we let it go, and we let it go, right. and we let it go, right. and we try to give some hints. You know, uh, one of the guys that. Uh, wrote us this last week here you know has been listening to the podcast can't wait till getting his truck on thursday and and listen to the podcast that's out he said he enjoys uh, i know i'll read it but he said when we when we talk about putting our foot down right. with the drivers and you know I, I wrote back to him emailed back to him and i'm like and i hope when you hear that that that's a point that that's educational that mm -hmm. or we're not following the creed and, right. and we need to try to get everything back in line if we can right and so that it's important, you guys. Yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Nice. More shout outs. Yeah. No, I'm, I was done, Dave. I was just. That, Do, I, don't we have a shout out from Australia? 
Yeah. Uh, that's part of the discussion. Oh, yeah. okay. But okay. before we do that, because I normally ask you guys, does anybody else have any shout outs? And everybody's <laughs> like, no, we're good. I don't have. Jim, I got shout outs. I Super had a shout out on the Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Super Dave, you got any shout outs? I don't, no. <laughs> okay. You don't love anybody. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, that's because Super Dave loves everybody. He does. Right? Right? Shout out to Super Dave. Equally. Equally. For, for putting I, up with my nonsense day in <laughs> and day out. I'll throw a shout out to the Wash Bay again. I mean, we just we get compliments on a daily basis of what the trucks look like. I mean, you just it never gets old to hear, how do you keep the trucks so clean? The trucks are so clean. The trucks are so clean. And I, I mean, it just... That's a grind for those guys out there and gals, right. you know, and I mean, they do it relentlessly every day. You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it, what they keep our fleet looking like is just incredible. They're definitely incredible. creating honest value in that watch. Oh man. my gosh. Yeah. It is so, I'm proud to have them on our side. And when you talk to them, they're smiling. So I'm assuming they're doing it joyfully. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I even think uh, not to single him out, cause I don't know if he brought somebody with him. But I'm pretty sure Josh made it down either Saturday or Sunday last weekend because it was so nice. Yeah, and went to the yard 23 and washed a bunch, really? Dave. Oh, did he? You know, he, wow. he that was the plan. If it wow. was nice out, and I know it was nice. Gotcha. You know, nice. and that when and you know, me and Mike talked. You know, can we tell Josh just to rinse them? You know, so he can get a lot of them clean because they're sure. looking pretty bad over there. Sure. Even his rinsing <laughs> is is good, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, that's nice. yeah, right. Good Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So last week, uh, we put out there, if you don't work at JFW and you listen to the podcast, we want to hear from you. Jim got a couple of emails, which is awesome. The first one, Jim, I'll, I'll actually just let you read these two emails you got, and we can okay. talk about them. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah the, the first one, and we know he's been listening. Um, he's a friend of Scooby's. His name's Kelvin, and he's from Melbourne, Australia. And you know, he just sent an email and said, hey, thanks. You know, Enjoy the podcast, all that kind of stuff. Um, he says here, he says, I listen every week. I really enjoy the content and passion you all share for JFW and trucking. I'm an over-the-road owner op, and I also work in a large trucking fleet on the weekends. And he said, I appreciate you guys. And uh, I asked him a couple questions, you know, do you have any tips? Do you have any tricks? You know, what do you call your DOT, you know, or do you have a DOT, things like that? And, and uh, he just said, hey, give me a chance, and I'll get back with you. And he answered, so... Their, their DOT is known as the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator, so NHVR. In Australia, we are heavily regulated and operate under a camera system which times our speed and our driving hours. They match our camera times to our paper logs with heavy fines and non-compliance. For, for non-compliance. For, for non-compliance. Yeah. So, so, you know, clear across the world, basically... And same thing, you know, uh, have to do it the right way. Um, And then I asked him a couple other questions, you know, some tips and tricks. And he said he'd think about it. And and again, he said, really enjoy the show and the culture. Um, So he said here, hi, Jim. I think the biggest tips I can give that I use daily are pre-trip, mid-trip, and post-trip checks. Keep a safe traveling distance and be patient. Then it was interesting the words he used, and we, we've talked about this because I, I like it, and I'll, I'll probably try to use it in other places, but his things were clean truck, clean dress, clean speech, and clean driving. And I just thought, what a great different way to look at that. Because we talk about 
you know, opening the door with the DOT and how clean your truck looks in there. And, you you know, clean dress, that's just being, you know, look, you know, clean hat, clean shirt. Yeah, professional, right? Yeah. There, There's a level there. Clean speech, I kind of... I kind of laughed at that because I was like, well, you know, to me, that's an attitude. You know, you don't get out of the at- out of the truck with an attitude and, <laughs> yeah. and cussing and things like that. But I also take clean speech as to know your equipment. When the, when the DOT os- a- offer asks you, where's your, where's your, uh, I don't know, where's your sticker? Uh, you know, your, your uh, inspection, annual inspection. And you don't know where that's at. Yeah. That, that's. You can't communicate that. That's not clean speech, you know? So, yeah, and then obviously the clean driving, we talk about that all the time, just being safe. I love the first two that he started with, Jim, or three technically, but we talk about it at every podcast. Every podcast, we talk about pre-trip and post-trip, and I love how he's added in there mid-trip. I love that, mid-trip. And and we talk about that also, right? We don't call it mid-trip, but we talk about, hey, when you're stopped – when you go to unload, you know, when you're walking back to check your gate, I've mentioned walk down one side, take your hammer with you, bump your tires, listen for leaks, look for nails in your tires when you walk down one side, open that gate, walk up the other side and, you know, look for leaks, look for wheel seals out, look for, you know, the, the obvious. When you're looking, you'll find it. Yeah, Kendrick just added because we're, we're working on our safety campaign and one of the items Kendrick wanted to add was Bump your tires multiple times throughout the day. Yeah. Not just before and after. Right. You know, yeah. So. A good driver is doing that every single time he stops. Yeah. 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 You and, know. It, and, you know, I'm glad Kelvin put a name on it and we're talking about it, but that should be what you do every time you stop, basically, and go back and right? brush off your tailgate yeah. is yeah. your mid-tripping. For you know? me, I'm always doing it visually. Yeah. You know, you can, when you're, you know, say you stop, Grab a bite to eat at lunch right quick. You know, you run into wherever you're grabbing stuff from. When you're walking out and I'm loaded, I'm, I scan every one of those tires. Mm-hmm. You can tell when a tire is low by looking at it. You know what I mean? The bulge in the sidewall, you just compare it to the tire next to it. You know, why, yeah. why does that tire have such a bulge and this one doesn't? Am I, number one, am I, am I parked on something, right, that I, that I can't see creating that? No, I'm on level ground all the way across. Something's wrong, you know, and you just... You start with that visual, right? Then you use the rest of your senses. Yeah, and, and it adds so much when you talk about like the tires bulging. Why is the tire bulging? Is that, let's say it's on the rear axle of the trailer. Uh, is, so is the front axle not dropping right? Exactly. I mean, it, you know, and, and the back two tires are carrying all the weight. It all just right. Airbags aired up. It, That's yeah. what I was just right. going to say. Because <laughs> when they drop down, they sit more in the back axle. Yes. It leads you to everything. And that, yes. yeah, you, you're, you should be paying attention you know, all the time. And he goes on here and like, you like you're saying, Dave, it all goes hand in hand, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's Kelvin's words here. And he go and he threw in this here. Something that may be interest to you guys is our Kenworths are around 500,000 K um, or 500 K Australian. So 500,000 new and 300, that means, or 350 K us dollars. And he said, we are a small, but profitable market for Kenworth. Take care, Jim. I look forward to the next podcast. Regards, Kelvin. So, man, we wish you a safe rest of the week, Kelvin, if you listen or whatever time you end up listening in, in Australia. And thank you so much for the for the emails, you know, and, and the tips. Yep. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, absolutely. That, that's a brother right there. Absolutely. You know, or a, a sister or however yep. you want to look at it. Yep. You know, a, He doesn't a, even a, work the, here, Jim, and he's living our creed. Yep. Yeah. Right? Is yeah. how, is well, how I, I take that, right? Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. He's Man. trying to be better on all levels. Brother Dave, you would blow a gasket if you seen a bill for 350 k for a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Jam, we're getting there. I mean, the, the equipment has gotten out of control. <laughs> right. It is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So Good stuff. And then uh, we heard from a, a gentleman also that you know we we hadn't heard from. Uh, he introduced himself. He, uh, himself. Um, my name is Mike Powell. I've been driving for twenty years now. I've listened to every podcast. I always look forward to getting in my truck on Thursday and listening to my favorite podcast. I first learned about JFW when my first cousin Forrest Colback used to load JFW trucks at the quarry. And I remember Forrest, so he, he's talking a long time ago. I mean, up at the quarry. Long, long time ago. Long, long time ago, you guys. So he would, even then, he would talk about how clean the trucks were, the big CBs the trucks had, and how the drivers were always professional. Heck, even my Uncle Forrest would give you guys a compliment. So he, he, he's joking about his Uncle Forrest. And, and I remember Forrest. Is, Forrest was kind of a, you know, hopefully, Mike, I'm not, not stepping out of bounds here, but he was kind of crabby, you know? But the thing was... From dealing with what? Guys that can't do their job. Exactly. And, and that's where yep. I was going, Dave, because yep. Forrest was doing his job. All he wanted you to do was do your job. Absolutely. You know, and we, we all knew Forrest. We yeah. chat with him just like yep. any loader operator. You build a rapport as long as you're doing your job, right. and people recognize people that can do their job. Absolutely. Sure. So, um, and so he goes on, he, he says, I hauled gas and ethanol over the front, all over the front range for 10 years. So I would see the trucks daily. You guys by far had the best looking end dumps around. I love you guys fully engaged. Um, the whole company is positive and respectful and a manner, respectful manner. Sorry, misread that. Yet when you need to put your foot down and correct the drivers on their mistakes when needed, and, you know, I mentioned that earlier, and that's what, you know, that's when we, when we talk about stuff, you know, like an accident or, or like, I'm going to throw it out there because I haven't heard it much this week, but our uh, lane changes, mm-hmm. you know, in our blind spot, um, that, that's, that's a problem. We, and, and it's all driver-based. There's nothing wrong with the truck. There's nothing wrong with the other people. That's not doing your job. Right. Um, so, um he says here, I've never met any of you in person yet. I feel like I've known you all for years because of the awesome interactions you have on the podcast. I don't know. That line kind of meant a lot to me for right. somebody to think they, they know us and <laughs> right. we're, we're even friendly on the podcast, I guess. Or, or uh, I guess, again, there's your, there's your family. There's your culture. Well, um, and this is the truth. What you hear is what you, what you get. Yeah. Right? We're, yeah, there's we're, no... We're not, we're not up here sugarcoating anything. Yeah, especially today. But, <laughs> <laughs> no holds barred. But, uh, I mean, other drivers that enjoy the podcast have always said, it feels like we're in the room with you. You know, nice. when you guys are having conversations and it's, it's, I mean, it's, we have an outline, but it's not scripted. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they just feel like it's a conversation and, and they're involved in it. So, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, go, yeah. Good, great. So, um, he, he had a question. Here's my question to Jim and Dave. Have you ever thought about getting into the hazmat business? If so, myself and drivers I know would be in Super Dave's office looking for an interview. I'm 47 years old, live in Northeast Colorado, and would move to the front range again in a heartbeat to retire from JFW if that were to happen. You all have a safe and profitable year. 10-4, this is the Phantom. And, and he says here at the end, you all drive safe. 
So I, I, I just love that. And I answered him back and I told him that years ago, we, and we've talked about it, that me and Dave kind of told a customer no, you know. And I answered him back. I said, you know, not at this time. It's not in our cards. Right. But I'm not going to tell you no that <laughs> we wouldn't open a hazmat site. Right. You just you just never know. So, yeah, I just, you know, big shout out to, to you two, Mike. Enjoy hearing from you, buddy. We have done it a little bit, Jim. We have. You, know, you, back you in the day. fuel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, Dave. Yeah, you got you got great stories and you were one of the few guys, you know, tanker license and all that kind of stuff and and uh but I, get, there, I, get, I guess at that time, Dave, you were a driver we could trust. You you did everything right, you know? Well, there was a need because one of our uh associates came and said, "Hey, can you help me out? Yeah. We need, you know, fuel because it was when Hurricane Katrina shut down all the refineries and they can flip people probably don't know this, but they can flip a few switches and send petroleum down different pipelines all around the country and so we had to do some trucking for one of our associates and we helped you know we picked up the ball and ran with it you know yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely so so when uh mike said i always look forward to getting my truck on thursday and listening to my favorite podcast the first thing that came to my mind was suck it joe rogan Uh, absolutely, I love funny. That. It is want, no holds barred day, <laughs> and, right? he wants, and he wants to retire from JFW. I mean, through a podcast and through what he knows about JFW. But thank you so much to to Mike and uh, Kelvin for interacting with us. And you know, this is what I was looking for: like, who is listening that's not right. here, and why, right? And what do you think? So that was awesome. Yeah. That so is. again, if anybody's listening right. or or hasn't responded. Send us an email. Let us know. Yeah. Also, Ricky Ricky uh, DeLeon, he asked me downstairs, hey, are the stickers on the back of the trailers working? And I was like, there's no way to tell. We have no idea. Yeah. You know, have listens gone up a little bit, but we don't know if it's from the stickers. So if you are listening and you're listening because you once saw a sticker on the back of a JFW trailer, let us know that as well. You can email anybody in this room. Jam, Jim, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> or dwelding at jfwtrucking.com. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> know, I've wondered about those stickers myself, you know, and I, I can envision waiting in the pit, you know, in a different company, right? looking at that tailgate, and I guess what I'm leading up to is coming from the side of not being a podcast guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when the the little bit I'm in a vehicle, I, I enjoy music, right? Because it it actually takes my brain off of work. I, I, I you know it it's like the tune out, right? Like that you need to make that transition on the way home yeah, from work, winding down. Yeah, exactly. You know, plus you but, know how to write songs. So. <laughs> Man, I gotta let that go. Huh? <laughs> Not if so, we get it put to music. <laughs> right? It'll never disappear. Right? So anyway, yeah, it. it I, I would be intrigued and go, ah, I'm going to listen to that. How do I do it and figure it out, right? right. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that, I mean, ultimately, we want everybody to listen, but to have other drivers listen. Absolutely. Learn about the company, perhaps maybe want to come work here. Yeah. Right? Get a feel for our culture, you know. And it's like you said, what you hear is what you get. Yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're not this way on the podcast and you get something like, this, yeah, t- this is who we are. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, even if you don't come to work here, like you said, Jim, that may be a bonus to get someone to come to work here. But we've said all along, this is to make people better. You know, if we have any tips, driving tricks, 
any of that stuff. You know, we need we need a better culture in trucking. Period across the board. Yep. Yeah, and and even if it's not a a tip or trick, Dave, and you mentioned earlier, maybe it's just that we're talking about it, so it's just refreshing in your yeah. mind. Yeah. A following distance. Oh, those guys talked about that today. Maybe I, I should back off that car. Right. You know. Oh, they talked about a you know a mid trip. You know. Hey. When yeah. I get out at lunch, I'm going to, you know, kick my tires this right. time. You know, that's, that's just helping people remind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's again, I'm, that bounces me to the cameras. You know, that's where I, we've become proactive instead of reactive with those cameras helping out with that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Brother Dave, you had uh, asked me to add this into the podcast, so you want to take it as far as pulling in or out of the fuel aisle? Yeah, so... At night here, obviously, at, at the East Yard, or where the offices are, uh, when you're coming in at the end of the day or the end of your shift, and you come into the Fuel Island and it's empty, there's no trucks there, please pull as far east as you can and use the pumps that are based off of Fuel Cloud. Now you ask, Jam, why should I do that? Yeah, why, why not? I mean, it takes more <laughs> effort to use my phone to get fuel, and I could just pull up to a pump that you don't need to use your phone. Here's the reason why. There's always going to be 50 to 70 trucks behind you trying to get fuel. You've just given another truck and a half distance Mm -hmm. for another truck and a half to pull in the yard on each side of the fuel island. So please pull us, use the furthest east pumps available as soon as you can, right? Be a good teammate. That's the goal. Be a good teammate. Just think about it. If you were sitting on the street waiting to get fuel and there was a truck, getting fuel but he could have moved up one spot where you could both get fuel right you know what they say time is money so absolutely yeah and help that, your teammates out and, and that's face and overcome all that stands before us right oh yeah don't yeah. just do your way or the easy way do what's right yeah do what's good for everybody yep look at the whole pie yep. yeah and the in the the teammate thing that's great for each other but what about our neighbors Right, you know, right. They might, you know, the guys across yeah. the street, yeah. they might be trying to yeah. leave. And if you were out of the way, they could leave. Absolutely. You know, you know we had a, a bad review on Google, and this all happened kind of during the election time. And what? people were upset about the, <laughs> the political stance we took. And yeah. so we started getting some bad reviews on Google. And one, one person actually wrote, yeah, I used to work across the street from JFW, and those guys think they own the road. And... We would have trouble getting out and this and that. And somebody's like, well, why didn't you say something? And he's like, we didn't want to make it worse. We didn't want to make them angry where they would do it even more or something to that effect. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, But, I mean, uh, to their point, we when, when we're coming in in the, in the evening, it's, it's to see a red on the street here. Yeah. You know? I want to reemphasize here at this yard that keep in mind we have a north and a south pump dispenser and they they're they're to the point they're they get used marginally yeah. at best now well they used to get used more when we're out there calling people up the street right and we're not out there calling people up the street probably because it's colder and we're not out there as much right or you know we're busy doing other things absolutely you know? but yeah right you know if we're not out there calling it out but you could you could still call and ask if those pumps are open absolutely yeah the you, south pump gets used more you know the north pump Quite a bit less. Yeah, a little, yeah. little difficult to yeah. get in there. Something else, too, we might remind him, and I, I can't tell you, is it odds in the morning, evens at night? 
You guys remember? Yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> we haven't done that in a long time. I mean, uh, but that, that's you know, how when, it's based, yeah. Yeah. Right? When I'm that, talking to people, we want people to feel at night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bottom line, yeah, we, have six, we have room, six base. stations yeah. now, yeah. and yeah. let's get everybody fueled up so everybody's good to go in the morning. Right? Yeah. I mean, when I was driving, I, if I had to wait on the street for 20 minutes to get fuel, I, I would rather do that than have to get in in the morning. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. I like taking things as Me far too. as possible as I can, but yep. yeah. I yep. guess the policy is... Mainly because I'm not an early morning guy. <laughs> right? I'm not going to give you that extra 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. to fuel. I, I want to just get in, do my quick pre-trip and go. You know what a guy that fuels at night doesn't have to worry about in the morning? Fuel. fuel. There not being any fuel. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. We haven't had that, knock on wood, we haven't had that problem in a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Technology too. Little GPS, you know, early warning, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, just to mention a little more about the neighbor there, Jim, you know, we could pull the card, you know, that we were here first, you know, we've been here a lot longer than that business across the street. We've always had trucks here. You know, you can come up with all those excuses that, right. you know, other people use and, and that's not us. And, and if, if I don't know what we could have done about it, cause we're trying to do everything we can now, if they would have come apart, come, come over and ask us, you know, about it or complained, but you know, after we got that bad review, I told you, I said, I'd love to know who that guy is or send a message to him and go, hey, we'll buy you lunch. You know, right. sorry, we didn't even know that. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, sorry to, for just the to make up for it. And it's yeah. probably as simple as not blocking a driveway. Right. Because there could be 100 trucks on the street. If the, if the driveway is open, what's the big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, they should be able to go out and go on the yeah. northbound side or, yeah. or go south and go around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So. There can be a lot more communication, too, on the way in. There's, you know... It, everyone's in their truck in the fuel line, right? As you're coming down the street or whatever, or you're getting ready to turn and you see a truck parked on the street, hey, is the north pump, south pump open? You know, can I can I come around and, and yeah. grab fuel on that side? There so. are guys that do that, just yeah. not a whole bunch. Yeah. You know? One guy I always see at the south pump is uh, Leo Montez. He's always pulling to that pump. Yeah. Vince Meekins is a guy that uses that pump. Yeah. Yeah, those guys that probably don't want Smart. to send- they don't want to say anything because that's their pump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, all the Freightliners are set up for it because their tank's on the left side. Mm. So they're they're set up for it to the best of my knowledge, unless I'm throwing that out there wrong. Well, yeah. uh, for the North Pump. For the North Pump. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. for the North Pump. Yeah. And then all the rest of the trucks are set up for the South Pump. Yeah. So, But we have 10 Freightliners at this yard. So, it, I mean, it, there's 10 trucks can fuel off that North Pump alone. Yeah, easy to get to that North Pump with yeah. that truck. Yep. Dustin Romero wanted to bring up uh, originally, so <laughs> so we've been doing the CMCA truck rodeo or the FM, no, the CMCA, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's a state championship. Colorado Motor Carriers. There you go. Their rule was you'd have to be employed here for a year and be accident free for that year to be able to participate in their truck rodeo. So we decided we're having our own truck rodeo this year, and I think we adopted that. Yeah, we looked Policy. at that for guidance, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think Brother Dave mentioned, well, why? You know, so that raised a lot of questions. So here's a note from Dustin Romero. The truck rodeo will be open to everyone that wants to participate, including mechanics and wash bay. Why not? They move trucks. They move trucks, right? And the sign-up sheet, man, I would just love to see Lexi win it. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Right. And the sign-up sheets are at yard 23 in the driver's room. And also here at the main yard on the front counter and in the driver's room. 
And give Rick Ray a special shout out for being a huge part of the Truck Radio Committee and thank everyone on the committee for all their hard work. So you know how it is. Whenever we make an announcement and we single people out and say names, we always forget somebody. We forgot Rick Ray last week. So yeah, yep. Good job, Rick. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Thanks for everybody on the committee that's that's focusing on that. And and I know Dave mentioned it on the podcast last week, but the committee took you know all the ideas and went over it. And you know, like you said, we were using that for a guideline jam on the the CMCA. Right. And I'm glad to see this. I don't know if I would have even put mechanics and wash bay in there because I'm I'm so stuck on the driver part of it. Right. But they all move trucks. Why not have it? Let's have it a JFW family event. Yeah, absolutely. You know, good. Yeah, and I know they're asking to. Uh, Ann was working on it. They had some ideas, but Ann was you know. Doing some polishing on a pretty cool logoed shirt oh. for the for the participants. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, participants. You know, hopefully, we'll, we'll see what the cost is. But maybe everybody <laughs> can get a rodeo. I'm not. I'm not promising anything. But you know, I mean, I might have to participate if I'm gonna get a shirt. Right. It's, <laughs> it's pretty cool, Jam. Yeah, it was. Uh, all right, moving on to safety topics of the week. So this isn't really a safety topic, but. JR pulled some interesting stats from Samsara, and I just love these. So last year, 2022, JFW drove a combined total of 6,007,607 miles. I, I got to jump in there. Oh. After Samsara were installed. Yeah. That's Ooh. not for the full year. Jack. Yeah, so so yeah. We're, we, we're, we're, I, just, I just ran it. We'd Dave. be closer to 10 million miles. We're, we should we, be over nine. Eight, eight and a half million. Okay, yeah. Is where, where we're at. So eight and a half million great. T- t- for 2022. Nice. I stand corrected, and that's a great point. I didn't even think about it. Because May. I yeah, because Sam Sorrow, we didn't have it for the full year, right? Yeah. I feel like we did, but obviously we did not. <laughs> what did we get in, like March? I think so, yeah. yeah somewhere around there. Yeah. That's one thing I feel that we've done that works really well. Oh, my like, gosh. It is. You know, Samsara has been a win-win. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. just well, we had, had a comprehensive demo on it, and, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> it wasn't one person working on it. It was it was right. everyone. Yeah. There was, you, you know, and you headed that up, Jam. It was, you did a comprehensive job on that. That was awesome, man. Appreciate that. Kudos Thank to you. you. Thanks. We had a tooth. Hey, Jam, can I, on the Samsara yeah. thing, because you talk about, you know, we talk about partnerships and stuff, because... Do you mind dropping a little bit? Because Monarch had a lot to do. Uh, Samsara is the product, right. but Monarch seemed to step up and do a lot. So I just want to I want to give them a shout out. Yeah, Kristen Gaxiola and Carrie Hilligus. She actually listened to a podcast. I think when she was trying to sell it to us. At <laughs> 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 the end of the day, they're salespeople, right? But they've been an absolute pleasure to work with. And we had tested Samsara when we first started looking at cameras before we ever had GeoTab and Surfsite. We did a 30-day trial with Samsara. And I can't remember if we didn't love it or it didn't have the technology that it does now, but we ended up going back with them. Then we were doing the GeoTab Surfsite thing, and we get calls from salespeople all the time, you know? And somebody transferred me a call. I think I was upset that they transferred the call because it's some girl wanting to sell us cameras, right? So I'm like, yeah, you know, we're all set. We do this and... You know, we've actually tested Samsara. Well, did you test it when it had this? Well, no, we didn't. Like, she got a foot in the door pretty good. Then we did a 30-day trial on, like, three three cameras, and we loved it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I almost felt like it was longer than 30 days for some reason, Jan. Well, it ended up but- be longer because we ended up, we, we were going to go with them. So, 
by the time we got the paperwork done oh, and the gotcha. contract, I gotcha. like, they didn't turn those three cameras off. Yeah. You know? yeah. It was probably 45 to 60 days right. that we had those three cameras. And we tested them on a couple drivers that we thought weren't so hot and one of the ones that we thought were. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was a process. But, yeah, the Samsara thing, that's... That was a win-win. I'm I'm 100% satisfied with the cameras and the customer service. Mm-hmm. Now, Monarch is a third-party provider, I guess you would say. They're, hey, it's like buying a Peterbilt from Rush Truck Center. Exactly. Right? It's no no different. <clears throat> and I got to tell you, I love dealing with Monarch more than I like to deal with Samsar. Because, you know, I'm loyal. You know, and just to be transparent, somebody from Samsar was reaching out to us to see if we wanted more cameras and right away, I went to Monarch, like, hey, we need more cameras, by the way, you know, and I don't think that's supposed to be going on. And of course, they were super appreciative of that. Yeah, you know? good. So, yeah. Uh, we had 2,039 events reviewed and 1,414 events coached. So that means 2,039 videos were watched just on their alerts. You know what I mean? Like... Hey, you had a harsh event, whether it be a hard stop, following too close, speeding, blown stop sign. You know, somebody watched the video 2,039 times. And then 14, 14 of them were actually actual events that needed to be coached. The company has an overall safety score of 92, which I think 90 was the bar. So company-wide, we're over that, which is great. But this is what I love. And this is what a lot of people are going to like. Well, one person in particular. <laughs> the safest driver in 2022 on Samsara was Nat Bisignano. And I know he worked really hard. He was at 100. I don't know where he finished, but he was at 100, and he does a lot of miles. And, yeah, great job, Nat. He was followed by Dwayne Potter, Troy Holmes, and Herb Turner. Herb doesn't really ask about it. He's just that safe. Dwayne, I know Potter, he, he actually works hard, and he, he's asked where he's at. Same thing with Troy Holmes. So great job to all you guys, though. That's, that's amazing. That is awesome. Yeah, so. thank you, guys, and thanks, Nat. I mean, great. I mean, that's, a, that's number one, buddy, yeah. number one. Absolutely. So, yeah, I thought those were cool stats. Only because I'm not involved in it enough, Jim. It makes me wonder how many we have under 90. If 90 is the bar... You know, that could be, that can create a lot more coaching sessions, you know, and those are obviously they're having those people that are under 90 are having more events, obviously, right? That could use some coaching on that. So that, that would be interesting to know that statistic as well. And, you know, we could take our safety team and kind of work on that a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's find the people that are below 90 for the year that they've been here the year. And yeah. Get them, get them above ninety. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that, maybe that group, like you're asking, who who's all above ninety? Do we have fifty guys above ninety? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at ninety one and whatever, or, yeah. or the other ones? Maybe that's a shout out, a weekly shout out, or a monthly shout out. And right, you know, I, I know we we try to do a lot with gifts and events and money giveaways and stuff like that, but it's also just positive to have a pat on the back, and maybe that's make right. We give you all a pat on the back when you right. when you break ninety. Yeah, I like it. So yesterday I got a call from Coleman O'Mara. He was asking about if he could uh, have some input about the podcast on the podcast today, and he was talking about being proactive versus reactive. And 
the end of the conversation, I was like, Coleman, can you just email me what you would like me to say? Because I want it to be from you. And he was like, yeah, I could do that. I was like, just make sure I have it before 6 a.m. tomorrow. He added to me last night. And boy, I was blown away. Number one, by how well written it was and everything he had to say. So I'll go ahead and read this to everybody. Good morning, JFW family. As I was driving back to the yard yesterday, I noticed I was finding myself reacting to drivers around me and waiting for someone, something to happen before I made my driving decisions. I asked myself, what can we do as professional drivers to avoid sudden stops, impatient drivers, and all the wonders that being a driver holds? I wish the answer could be black and white, but unfortunately, it isn't. There are many ways that we manage ourselves in these situations, but there is one idea we can all get behind, proactive driving. What I mean by proactive driving is putting ourselves ahead of a situation before it ever happens. Here are a few ideas slash observations that I've had. Leave an extra few seconds of following distance. Periodically check all your mirrors. Be aware of what has happened around your truck and trailer. If you see something that doesn't look right, give that vehicle extra space. <clears throat> I love that. So instead of speeding up and being more of the problem, just back off. Be courteous, right. right? Expect the unexpected from drivers. They don't want to be behind us and will do just about anything to get ahead. Blinkers aren't always commonly used. Survey the road and traffic conditions ahead of you. Look further than a few cars ahead. Traffic can come to a sudden stop and an extra two seconds of space can really make a difference. If road conditions aren't ideal, slow down. Anticipate what lane you need to be in before in before anticipate what lane you need to be in for exits we typically know what what exit we're taking and what lane to be in after the exit change to that lane further from the exit and slow down to traffic speeds this is awesome those are just a few examples of ways we can practice proactive driving even if we are proactive and attentive to our surroundings we still need to make sure we are prepared for any situation that may be thrown our way. There will always be things that happen where we must react and make split-second decisions. With following proactive driving practices, we can work together and be accident-free and continue doing what we all love to do. Thank for your time, and happy trucking, everyone. Coleman. That is just awesome. Isn't that, that all? Yeah. That is so cool. Huh. Thank you, Coleman, for putting this together, taking the time to do it, thinking of ways to be safer. I got to turn you on to, if you've never heard of it, the Smith system. Uh, they they address a lot of these things to you, and I'd love to send you that link to see what you think about it. So I, I like the, his point he made about being aware of what is happening around your truck and trailer. Right. So you're not just looking at what's out in front of you. You're looking at what's beside you, what's behind you. Yeah. And so... You know, sometimes somebody's doing something really bad behind you, and you're like, "Whoa, that guy's you know gonna hit me or something." Right? Yeah. That we just uh, coming in the other morning, we had somebody bonus lane us. You know, Dave, the the right lane. And <laughs> yeah. Dave's like, "This was guy's it, gonna pass us all." Was it James and Erica? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, but yeah, the guy passed three three cars behind us, passed me and Dave, and 
that's paying attention behind you. Yeah. You know, his and, bonus lane ended and he was running down the shoulder of the road to do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. He was way past 440 in the morning. It bonus, was crazy. Bonus. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was the cop car behind him? Oh, I wish. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, just to be a cop those, and you? catch those guys once in a while just must be so uh, satisfying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Just, uh, yeah. just talk about it. That's the day you enjoy your job right. and writing that ticket. Right. You know why I pulled you over? You were driving like an idiot. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. I just saw a TikTok on that. A cop walks up to a guy's car and says, do you know why I pulled you over? And the guy, the driver, this is so wrong. He looks at the cop. He goes, because you got all C's in high school? <laughs> oh, man. I was like, ooh. Wow. Not a good start to that that's relationship. Not, that's not clean talk. That's not that clean is not. talk, is that, it? That, yeah. that reminds me of the movie... When the uh, I can't remember his name, but he couldn't tell a lie, and the cop did that. He said, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" And he just started ripping out like thirty different yeah. reasons. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't that called liar Jim Carrey? Right? Yes, yeah. that's yeah. it. Thanks, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Dave, yeah. I know I've told you this story, but my wife is so honest, right? Like, like she's like Jim Carrey. She can't tell a lie, and she got stopped one night coming home. This was years ago in Lafayette somewhere, Lafayette or Louisville. And the cop walked up and did that same thing. Do you know why I stopped you? And she looked right at him and said, because I don't have my seatbelt on? <laughs> and he goes, uh, no, you shouldn't have told me that. You were speeding. And he wrote her a ticket for seatbelt and speeding. And I'm like, wow, that's that's rough. You yeah, know? And, that's You not... know, that was obviously back before seatbelt dingers. I mean, that's how long ago yeah. it was, right? By the, way, by the way, I didn't yield back there either. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, last week I did a rolling stop at 144th and Zuni. Could you write me for that? Yeah, exactly. I just thought, man, what a... I just... I don't know if I could have written her a ticket for the seatbelt right. when she was yeah. being honest. Right. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That was... I don't know. That was a rough one. Hey, I want, I want to know. I want to know why she didn't have her seatbelt on, though. That she just... It was back. She was in a vehicle that, you know, the dingers didn't go off and she was busy doing something and just didn't have it on because she's, she's not one of those people that go, I'm not going to wear a seatbelt. Right. She's, she's safety conscious, right? Got it, so, got it. yeah. Got it. It, was, it, it was a weird gig, man. Yeah, it's kind of like that thing, Jim. I mean, you're the same age. We grew up with... Same age as who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Not Scooby though. He's 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 way he's oh, so man. old. Uh, but we didn't have seatbelts when I grew up. Nobody. There was no law. You didn't have to put the yeah, seatbelt on. And, <laughs> yeah, we had them, but they were always gone. They were yeah, down they were in between the. the seat. Well, yeah, no, they were attached the to a parent. It was their arm, like <laughs> shunk. Wait, the Model T Fords didn't have seatbelts. <laughs> I thought all horse carriages had seatbelts. <laughs> I know the station wagon had seatbelts, Jim. <laughs> hey, I want to back up to Coleman here. I know we talked about a safety campaign last week with our, our right lane change issues that we keep bringing up. But he put a deal in there, proactive driving, Jim. We've been kind of bantering some emails around with our group. Yep. And uh, that's one, proactive driving. That's I like that. I, I, I'm still it's, stuck It's on. not a catchy tune, right? But it's... It's just factual. Stuck yeah. on my one yesterday. Don't crash. <laughs> Give a crap. I like that. You guys never respond to mine. Be safe or die. <laughs> That's because you said you could just keep going. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a... Uh, man, I'm just stuck on this clean truck, clean dress, clean speech, clean driving. I know it's not... It could be... Oh, you put it. Safe truck, safe... Something, something I, I, like I that. I tried to change because it's not catchy, but it's just it's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. The on the on the Coleman too on the proactive Dave. Me and you seen it this morning. I wanted to mention it is, you know, I, I try to pick out which line, but he says 
you know, slow up for the conditions. Yeah, survey the road and traffic conditions ahead of you, and, you know, you might need to slow up. But on the way in, you know, all of I-25 was snowpacked this morning. Absolutely no lines. You couldn't see any lines, anything like that. We got on 136 southbound, and I said, wow, Dave, this big truck's coming. You know, you could, you know, and I was up to enough speed. I don't, I wasn't going to outrun him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up passing us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me, you know, I don't drive slow, but I don't drive, I, I think I drive pretty good, right? And he mm-hmm. actually kept pulling away from us, disappearing wow. From us in Work traffic. in traffic. He was off to the right side, yeah, passing yeah. in the slow lane, and then he was out to the fast lane, passing this in the morning? fast lane. This yeah. morning, this yeah, morning, big snowpack. truck, uh, big truck. I yeah, mean, he wow. was fifty-three foot van. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. Dave's like, you know, I can't drive like that. And he's like, what do you what do you think? And I'm like, that's what we talk about with the other guys. Like like, oh, I can make it to that to that exit. I can pass these two guys and get off. I know exactly where my exit is instead of dropping behind. But you become numb to what you're driving right. and what the conditions are because maybe that guy is driven from, I don't know, somewhere in Wyoming in the snow. Yeah, he all just came mo- in from Wheatland. Yeah, all morning right. long, and and he's comfortable. He thinks that's okay. Right. But the rest of the idiots just got out of bed. Yes, yeah. and they could go anywhere in front of him. And, and there's he no, couldn't stop. No way to stop. There's no way to no stop. Way he's, to on, stop. he's on snowpack. Yeah. And it, trust me, it's not... Well, you could have spun out if you couldn't drive this morning, right? right? I mean, right. it was when I say snowpack, to me it was loose snow slush. And it wasn't packed, that the right? guy wasn't awake cuz he was working traffic. Oh, buddy, he, he was, was he was he, wide-eyed. He was on top tailed, of what yeah. he was doing. And yeah. and if something happened in front of him, he was screwed. If he was lucky enough, I was going to say, Dave, he is screwed, but I could see him driving right around it. Yeah. Right. He wouldn't have hit the brakes, he wouldn't have jackknifed, he would have worked it oh, and went yeah. right around it and you would have went Oh my God, that guy might think he's good, but that's going to end at some point. That's yeah, not. And and yeah. the word I think we're looking for are words in there is situational awareness. Yeah, you know that vehicle needed to be slowed down. He needed to be aware of his situation and surroundings and go whoa whoa whoa. You know, in the situational awareness, those are the things we talk about when we have a driver going 15 miles an hour in the yard. Right. You know, or it comes in the driveway down the street so hot that you know you're thrown from the passenger or the driver's seat to the passenger seat because you hit our our curb entrance that fast and that hard, and the trailer bangs in and you're you know 12 miles an hour through the yard and it's like whoa that's uh, do you get yeah. where you're at? You yeah, know? I, I wrestled do you with understand? that. Right, I, I wrestled with that last week, Dave, because either Thursday or Friday without you, I pulled in and parked in my spot. And I was just sitting there. I think I was actually talking on the phone. And I watched three drivers run the stop sign down here in their personal cars. Coming to work. Coming to work. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, the one guy. it's okay. They're coming to work. Right? Well, the one guy was like, (laughs) okay, should I go chase him down? Because we've confronted him and people go, well, that's my personal car. Yeah. I'm like, well, the same way you act in that is the same way you drive a truck. Yeah. You know, and, and. you, ha- you, you got everything else on your mind, getting to work, maybe getting fueled up, maybe maybe gonna, you're going to do a pre-trip, you know, or, or whatever. But to run that stop sign, yeah, it just that just doesn't work. Not a good work. look. Yeah. I got passed by this maniac this morning driving a red pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's blue. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Is there a well, that, that was an example, Jam. I had already <laughs> driven like 20 miles by the time you get on it. I was in the groove in the left lane yeah. just easing along. And- yeah, I was barely warmed up. I'm not real familiar with our pickup yet. And I'm just like, 
taking it easy, that slow traffic ahead of me. I'm just like, I'm going to just chill here for a minute. Whoosh. Yeah, it wasn't that fast. The garage, think, the garage no. sale passed I, you? I was doing 41. He was probably doing 50. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember passing me and Dave last week on 56 then, right, Jim? What? <laughs> was I just trying to see how much power the new Dodge has? Or? It was doing good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say anything because he followed me getting on 270 Monday night. <laughs> yeah. He goes, last night I get to the to the the metering light there on 270. Damn, it was funny. And it was like, oh, perfect timing. And it went green. And then when I got to it, it was red. And I was like, oh, Man, I missed it. And Dave's like, that's okay. Jam was behind me last night. <laughs> <laughs> so when I passed you guys, was I coming back from the gym or what was the situation? And how fast was that going? I want to know. <laughs> it was the other morning. I don't even think Coming you were... to work? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't have been doing nothing too terrible. No, oh, no. Okay. I'm just, no, no. We were driving 50 and you got around us. You were doing 50 on 56? Uh-huh. How dare you? Speed <laughs> was 45. You showed us we could go 60. <laughs> You know what they say, anyone going slower than you doesn't know how to drive. Anyone going faster than you is a maniac. Absolutely. Get your shit together. so like true, Jim. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about safety and then how we drive. Yeah. Who wants to take tips and tricks? I'm over here just relishing and not relishing, but just thinking about my actions. <laughs> oh, man. Dave's been pretty quiet this morning, I think. He's got the high road hauling coming tips up. Tips and tricks. I'm sure he could pull both off. I, I'll do tips and tricks. Okay. I'll get Can it. you do it in a country melody? <laughs> <laughs> Where is that coming from? Were you like singing yesterday afternoon oh, when I go. wasn't here? Or what? <laughs> you, did, you, did, you missed it. So, yeah. Should should we leave it as a surprise, Jim? I don't wanna I don't wanna out him if he doesn't want to be outed. <laughs> well, you've already outed him, man. <laughs> no, it's just that's just preemptive preemptive yeah. hints. Dave, Sales? Let's just yeah. say Brother Dave has been working on something big for the JFW family <laughs> and the Channel 23 podcast. Yeah. All right. Perfect. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got tips and tricks from uh, Son, it looks like. Son Ray Davis. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Ray Ray. It's it's Sean. I know that. But we, we missed an H on here. So it's uh, spelled Son. So anyway. Dave's been picking on me all morning. <laughs> Ray Ray. Uh, he sent to us, and it, his, his caption is, control the incline of the trailer. And many of you are like, what? what is an incline of the trailer, right? What he means by that is many drivers do not consider the fact that they do not need to completely raise their trailer. trailer. <laughs> Man, we're all, all on a roll. That's what huh? you get. Right? Uh. Paybacks. Uh, to effectively empty it, right? So what he's getting at is, you know, there's many jobs that you get to and and... Like when you're hauling squeegee or pea gravel, that stuff just rolls out of the trailers on level ground, right? Three stages, you're darn near empty, right? I think when you raise it all the way up, it's just to ensure that the nose is empty. But on level ground, that squeegee and pea gravel just, it just rolls out. It's like beads, like it's round or something almost. So. Yeah, where I used to get a kick out of it is in an empty grate, Dave, uh-huh. where nothing stacks up behind yeah. the trailer. I mean, you're literally like, he's talking a dump angle. I'm going to say yeah. halfway up, yeah. and your trailer's empty. You, yeah. You're empty at yeah. four stages. You don't need to go up the last stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know what's cool about that is and when it, we used to haul the old plant one, yeah. where you, you couldn't you waited, spill, right? right? You had you to wait. Yeah. You could raise that trailer up three stages, and the squeegee or pea gravel would start rolling out. 
And it was the coolest sound on the like, gate against the wall. Yeah. And that gate would just kind of roll across the material with it. As it was waving back there almost as the material was cascading out. Because it, it didn't just flow out in one big pile. It was it was unloading itself, right? I mean, it was always cool to watch. But anyway, so back to Ray Ray here. He says, uh, the chances to tip over in, in specific... Oh, let me back up. You're keeping the center of gravity lower if you don't raise the trailer up as high as you need to right if the material is coming out so the chances for a tip over in those specific conditions are much less for the driver than going all the way up know how far you need to go up to dump effectively the reason he brings this up is he talked to a driver recently and the driver asked him why do we look out our back window he was never told and first off he was never told the reason Yes, the reason. But he was told to look out the back yes, window. Yes, but he was never told the reason. And so. I misread that the other day. Yep. So Ray Ray let him know the reason we look out the back window is instant, instantly when we raise the trailer out of what we call the saddle, it has those two C mounts on the bottom of the, I'll call it the bed or, or you know, the, the cavern that the material is held in, right? When those two C cups lift off of the saddle, that's what we call what those two sit on, uh, you can instantly see whether it one side raises before the other. That's always the first indicator. Technically, that to me is the second or third indicator, right? Your first one should be when you're pulling into where you're going to dump if you're on a job site. The second one should be as you're backing the trailer up and you're looking in your mirrors, whether it's a job site, you know, we always relate it to a job site, like a dirt job, where you're backing up and you're looking in the mirrors and you're physically seeing that trailer go side to side as you're backing up. Well, that can still happen when you back up at a plant. It's going to be level as long as you're on the concrete. But if you back up and you stop on top of a pile on, like let's say you're looking in the driver's mirror and you back the passenger side up on top of a little, I call it a a little leading edge where the loader pushed up material, but he's left a bucket edge out. So you're looking in the driver's mirror when you back up, which that's the purpose again of head on a swivel and looking in both mirrors. And you put that right side on a little pile of material. Well, when you look in the mirror, that trailer should be leaning a little bit. You should pick that up, right? And uh, so step number three would be you stop, go through the procedure, start to raise the trailer up. You see it lift out of one side of the saddle before the other. Or once it comes up, the whole trailer leans to one side or the other. It, it just shouldn't do that. So those are all your, your, your very first inklings. You know, when I say the first thing to look at the saddle, that truly is like number two or three in there. So uh, Ray goes on further in here. He said, I let him know why we look out the back window because the first uh, is when it comes out of the saddle. And he said, everything is to shift to one side. You are most likely unlevel or loaded to one side and you can reposition yourself to dump safely. Also, I've heard or seen drivers pull forward without going all the way up. It's better to pull forward halfway up than go all the way up if you're in that if you're that high in a dump. What? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I think he said <clears throat> the the driver saying that? The yeah. guy that he's talking to? Yeah. I've seen I've heard and seen drivers pull forward without going all the way up thinking it's better to fall. Oh, gotcha. Forward. Yeah, it's not. They think it's better, but gotcha. It's not. It is not. Let's clarify that. Always run that trailer all the way up before you pull forward. That trailer's got to be all the way in the air before you pull pull forward. 
Super Dave describes it. If you have that trailer up, three stages, you're facing down a ramp, it's got fry rock on, you still have half the load in the nose or the full part of the load in the nose, the back half of the trailer is empty, so you've taken that anchor point away because there's no weight on the duals, it's all in the nose. If it's leaning, it's going to lean really bad pulling forward. It becomes a catapult and actually carries you over. So, yeah, I think inertia was the word you yeah, used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, always run that trailer all the way up before you pull forward. And you have to know that material is sliding out of the nose. You know, and that's when you, you're looking out the back window and you're seeing material come around the trailer tires and around the back of the gate there. That's how you know it's safe to pull forward, yeah, right? Can, yep. can I mention something, Dave? I, Absolutely. A little bit of a clarification. Because I think raising it all the way up and race start in the beginning that you don't have to raise it all the way up because the material a lot of time is coming out, right? Yeah. And But the key here is I just want everybody to understand is I think when they move, they think that will let more material out because it looks like it stopped moving. <laughs> no, good point, Jim. That is a good so point. The pile has stopped moving, but as you raise it all the way up or maybe inch your trailer to you, the rest of the material is moving out of the nose to the top of that pile. Right. That's where the material is going. That's what we're trying to move is the stuff out of the nose to the top of the pile that's already created. On the ground. On the ground. Yes. The, the movement that you make after the trailer's already at the top, forward, that's just clearing the pile. Yes. You've dumped your whole load. Yes. And I don't know, I don't think people really realize that all the way up is you've dumped all your load because you're, unless it's frozen, everything is out of the nose. Absolutely. No matter what you do, there's enough room behind the trailer for the load to come out on the ground. Yep. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the, the, the real important thing to know before you move that trailer at all. You've got to be sure that you have nothing in the nose. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. in the nose. Because that's right? where that's, you're going to get top heavy. And yeah. Something yeah. I used to tell everybody when I trained them was you have to be aware of the different materials as well. Oh, for sure. You know, you're dumping a load of pea gravel. It's going to come out like little ball bearings. If you're loaded with dirt or compost, that stuff is not sliding out. Probably Absolutely like the, the gray fines. I don't know what the ruling right. is up at Arcosa. Yeah. yeah. You know, that stuff, stuff going we're to... taking to CMEX. Yeah, yeah. going yep. to CMEX. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole different whole different animal of material. And that's when you have to become a physicist and understand temperatures, yeah. right? Are we below freezing? We've got some sticking material, you know, moisture content, you know, a lot of variables go into what we do. So, and, you know, back to that inertia, I guess, if you were to raise that trailer up three stages, it's leaning to the side already. You pull forward 10 feet because the back half of the trailer broke free and you hit those brakes. So that is slap it. just going to sling that trailer to the ground sideways. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's the inertia that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, there was when we were going over this, David, don't mean to interrupt you, is, you know, there's such a gray area to dumping. And the gray area is types of materials, you know, the ground you're looking on, on the job site, all that kind of stuff. But there's two things you should never do. And that's one. If it's leaning, you you got to set it down. And the other thing is, you don't move until the trailer's all the way up. There 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 is no there is no in between on that. You don't move if the trailer's not all the way up and you haven't emptied that nose. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Go go ahead, David. uh, Ray just finishes off by by you know he's saying I'm trying to get all uh, (laughs) all of this information out and. you know, just trying to help everybody out. So he says, have a great day, have a great day, and just trying to get the word out. And he says, love y'all, Ray Ray. 
Nice. Yep. Appreciate you, Ray Ray. Yep. Win win. Ray Ray's throwing, gosh, like three weeks worth of tips out there now. Heat. Yeah. 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 But comprehensive thoughts here. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm trying to break it down on what is the best. Yeah. You know, and, and. yeah, I mean, I've, I've backed in some place on a dirt job. I know a lot of guys don't run that much where you're you're twisted. You know, it's the only spot on the job site. You need to get it dumped. And you know the trailers, the your back end is leaned one way. Your front end is leaned the other way. But you know between the two twists, that's a straight dump. You know, it's going to go up and dump. and when you But you go all the way to the top. Yeah. You empty that nose out yeah. so you can move. You don't yep. move, yep. Yeah, what guys don't understand, though, too, like you said, Jim, the tractor could be in a hole. Yeah. And, and you're sitting in that driver's seat saying, wow, I'm not empty. Or, excuse me, I'm not, I'm not level at all. But I the used, trailer is. Well, I used to go back and make sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, check, check that rear axle and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's just some, I mean, you know, it's like when we started t- pulling the trailers with the big, you know, the, the singles or the, the wide base tires, man, they dig a hole. They do. You, you know, yeah. when you dump, if you're in sand or doing a golf job, I mean, they even in rock, they knock you a hole. Yeah. Well, I always thought the scariest part was pulling the, if you didn't bring it to you, you know, and I was really on an unlevel place. Pulling that I, trailer out of the hole. Yeah, I don't I don't move that trailer, right? Yeah. I don't I don't suck it to me. I leave it still. Well, you're cutting a big-ass hole usually if you haven't cracked the brakes. Yeah. And then like you said, Dave, when you lift that trailer out of the hole, I want to know my trailer, my nose is empty, Absolutely. right? Because yep. it's going to rock coming out of that yeah. hole, those two yep. holes. Yeah. Turbo showed me how to, to prevent that. Um, freewheel the trailer until the, your front axle starts to lift off the ground yep then yep. set your trailer brake and you will have no holes right yeah that's the reason i, I said crack that brake yeah. you know you know off so yeah. you, you're free if you don't if you're not using it to hold yourself there yeah you know or like you you know there's just so much i guess there's so much, you can set the tractor brake and do a complete dump walk in that trailer to you as long as you're level yeah you know and then and then release your brakes so yeah makes a taller rounder pile when you do that yeah <laughs> yep Soup, the moment we've all been waiting for, the High Road Holland. The High Road Holland. You know, this week's High Road Holland is about something I think that everybody admires and everybody wishes they had more of. Um, and it is more important than, than uh, smarts or, you know, a high IQ or, um, you know, having money so you can go to college or something like that. Man, I can't wait to hear this one. It's about grit, Brother Dave. gritty. Yep. Uh, Grit is the great equalizer out there. Um, Grit is defined as the strength of spirit and mind, further explaining this concept as the capacity to dig deep and do whatever it takes, even sacrifice, struggle, and suffer to achieve your most worthy goals in the best ways possible. Anyone at any time, whatever their background or resources, can lay claim to it. It's grit. And that takes people with ordinary accomplishments to become extraordinary at anything they put their mind to. For example, Steve Jobs, uh, the founder of Apple, had a 2.65 GPA in high school. That's just above a C average. And he dropped out of college. Michael Jordan didn't make the cut for his high school varsity basketball team. (laughs) Was that coach stupid or what? (laughs) Um, Colin Powell, a four-star general, secretary of state, 
national security security advisor and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff held a C average in high school. None of these guys showed the it factor, supreme intelligence, virtuoso talent, or a pedigree birthright that predicted their ultimate success. Instead, they possessed the grit factor, a steadfast and tireless work ethic that made all the difference. We know that passion and perseverance matter more than talent or intelligence when it comes to being successful. And the great thing about grit is that working harder, smarter, more passionately, and longer is something we all control. Grit goes beyond sheer tenacity or perseverance. You must be sure you're working towards a worthy goal in a smart way. The fact is there are two kinds of grit, smart grit and dumb grit. Dumb grit is basically pursuing less than ideal goals using poor planning and tactics, going after really dumb stuff in really dumb ways. Uh, The four building blocks that form and fuel grit are growth, resilience, instinct, and tenacity. To be more successful, you should gauge your strength with each. Growth, your prosperity to seek and consider new ideas, additional alternatives, different approaches, and fresh perspectives. Resilience, it's your ability to respond to adversity in a constructive and positive way. Instinct, your gut-level capacity to pursue the right goals in the best and smartest ways. And tenacity, I love that. Because tenacity is something you got in your heart, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's the degree to which you persist, commit to, stick with, and relentlessly go after something. And the the quote this week is awesome. Failure will never overtake me if my determination to succeed is strong enough. By Ogmendino. So there you go. Develop your grit. Nice. We talk about grit a lot around here. Yeah, JR had that cool acronym last year, last week. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Can you repeat that? I can't remember it. (laughs) It was cool, though. It was. I have to look that one up because that was good, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Remember to bring bring that back. Yeah, I think about different, I don't know, it made me think about the the grit, Dave, and the tenacity. And I know I talk about my, my kids quite a bit, but Erica... She was younger, I don't know, maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there, and she wanted to play basketball, and she went to a basketball camp, and I was sitting there coaching. It was boys and girls, you know, and they were running laps, and Erica just basically outran all the boys, you no know, way. doing doing the, what do you call it on the on the gym floor when I you're doing... I want to say like the burpees. Suicides. Yeah. Suicides. Suicides, yeah. yeah. She just, and, you know, I was like, ah, you know, Erica wasn't... I was standing there. I was like, oh, Erica's just not going to let any of the boys beat her, you know? And uh, she finished, and and uh, the coach immediately, you know, noticed her and all the boys. So you're gonna let that little girl outrun all you boys, and that was just that's just that touch of tenacity, Dave. <laughs> right. Whether she was she's gonna do it if she died, basically, right. you know. And well, I, she I, she must also realize that she was a track person and not a basketball. Right. Player. She did have a little love. She li- she liked the run, you yeah, know, and she I, did. and and I can, with all of us, I can, I can think of times and, you know, Allie, my, my middle daughter, you know, she broke her ankle during a race, during a, a, a mud race and uh, fell off the, the monkey bars and, and broke her ankle. And, and, you know, just the strength and tenacity she had, you know, laying there and getting through that. And, you know, other comp- competitors going, 
were like, oh my God, that girl broke her ankle, uh, broke her ankle. And at one point, Erica's or Allie's like, it's okay. You can just finish the race. Go ahead and finish the race <laughs> to the other competitors, you know? So yeah, just a, uh, just a little something on, on tenacity. I just, I, I, I pick it out, you know? Uh, so it, it's That's good. Awesome. It's it's amazing to have that, and when it shows up, I guess it's got to be awesome to see in your girls. Y- yeah, yeah, I'm I'm bragging, Jam. It's just yeah, just something that you know makes my heart feel good. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. They got that from somewhere. Well, yeah. maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's part where you if you take a compliment, right, Dave, and how right. you how you yeah. perceive that. Yep. So uh-huh. yeah, you lead by you, you, you lead think, by example. You can you thank try. Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Oh, man. That was a good one. <laughs> Dang, dad jokes at the end of the show. <laughs> That's what, hey, just, just right quick. So, so it's a cool down. <laughs> it is a cool down. So brother arguments. being brother. <laughs> Since we brought Rick Gray up, forgot to mention him last week. Okay, oh. so maybe a double shout out. So he sends me a, a dad joke just, okay. just a few minutes ago. Nice. But I'm going to save it for, for next week if I can okay. remember it. But he sent me something earlier, just, just a little post. And it's a plaque that says application for employment. And it says, if you think your boss is stupid, remember, you wouldn't have a job if he was any smarter. <laughs> that's just like, that's that's, just, that sounds like Rick. Rick doesn't, 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 it's just, it's yeah, just, it's like he wrote that and put it on a plaque. Uh, it is just so Rick. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Just That's funny. Yeah. Final thoughts, everybody? Who wants to kick it off? Um, yeah, I, I could go. I, I kind of felt like when I was looking at it today that it was – more of a high road haul in Dave than super Dave than a final thought, but um, it's, it's about relationships. And I guess it was kind of, as we're talking about, you know, doing your job is what kind of relationship do we have with, with everybody, whether it's a, you know, a personal relationship, uh, you know, with your significant other or, or a friend at work. And it says it, it focuses on four types of relationships, um, family relationships, friendships, acquaintanceships and romantic relationships you know and i think we all have here we we try to build relationships friendships and a and a, and a not really an acquaintanceships but the, the 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 friendships and a perfect relationship is one where you live and let live understanding is deep and you respect the other person's individuality um and and sometimes for myself we talked about it yesterday with all you guys that you know when you when you get upset and you let that overwhelm you, and, and you you might call it a passion, but you're not you're not having any understanding for that other person's views. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I get upset and I get angry. I, I'm shutting that part of myself off, mm-hmm. and I and I need to work on that. You know, and then and then just being able to go back and because I feel really bad, and usually I, I do a pretty good job about apologizing. Is <laughs> I screwed up. You know, I'm sorry. Right? I, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but then the acceptance of each other as they are with their merits and their demerits. You know, all of us have, have, have flaws, you know. But again, do you have grit? Do you have tenacity? Do you have, uh, you know, where passion. you're passion, where you're, where, you're, where you're exhibiting all of those traits, but you still made a mistake? That, that's different. That's building a friendship. Um, and just wanted to end it on this one. A strong, healthy relationship is built on the three C's. Communication, compromise, and commitment. Yeah. And, and we talked earlier about the communication. 
then we all make a compromise, right? Because we got to, once th- something's communicated to us, there's going to there's be a compromise. How, how do we fix this? But we all still have a commitment to what we're doing and right. doing it right. I like that. I like that. The three C's. Have to keep that in mind. Yeah. That sounds like some of the struggles we've gone through with the county. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? with, with IPOC, the three C's. Yeah. You know, there there needs to be But we but we talked about that if I don't get off track, Dave, and and, and I and I see the the struggles with the county is let's work together, but we're still going to do this. And then as business owners, we try to really, really get along. You know, a give and take. Let's give them a little. We're not going to get everything we want, so right. let's give them a little. Right. But the the temperature now is when you get to the end of it, it didn't matter what you gave. This is just the rule. Right. And and we, we're making this box so only certain people fit in it. Not everybody, if they would, if they meet these criteria. Right. You're outside the box. Can you do this to get in it? We, it's it's not perfect, but you've sure worked your ass off to get there. Yeah. We say it in a lot of different capacities anymore, but it's not like it used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, and in just in different realms, right? In the trucking world, the trucks aren't like they used to be, but we still have to work with them, yeah. right? I mean, the the land use issues aren't like they used to be, but we still have to work with them. So, yeah, a lot of the and go along to get along. Yeah. So, yeah. and you can you can take it a little farther. It, it, it's not like it used to be. Uh, let's just talk about you know just touch a little bit racism. I don't want it to be like it used to be. Yeah. Right. That right. that's wrong. You know, I see the the county coming to us and go. Listen, it's not going to be like it used to be because we have bad actors, or you or you dumped fuel all over the place, or whatever you might have been doing. Yeah. You know, just change your oil and let it dump in the dirt. Mm. That's that's not how it used to be. But not allowing you to dispose of it properly on your site because you're storing it for two days while the truck come picks it up? Yeah. Come right. on. Yeah. You know, there, there's a, you know. Yeah, we can get political because we can go to the natural gas thing. That just burns me up, oh, you know. We you got know, let, time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's just outlaw natural gas. Yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah. I just, it's frustrating. Let's outlaw plastic bags. You know, I don't, I don't want to, you know. <laughs> Plastic bags are for for you, but in the meantime, let's charge ten cents for a bag so the state can make some money. Right. That's going to help you break into no bags at all. Sure. Come on, come on, Jim, help me out. <laughs> Don't get me on the plastic bags. I just bring my own little my oh. own little um, totes into the supermarket with me. Yeah, now. Holly. But did, do you remember to bring them in? That's what pisses me off, right. man. Well, you're starting to. You're about. You, well, yeah, you're. You're, you're, you're yeah. going to break a habit, Dave. Yeah, right, for, right now. For three years, I haven't remembered to bring him in. Right, but you're going to have to start. Yeah, Holly says she went to the store last night, and she she says, "Hey, grab the bag in the back. It's pretty heavy." And I went to go grab the bag, and I'm like, "Jesus, it's really heavy." But then there's all this other food like spread all <laughs> over the back of the car, and I'm like. What's up with those, Holly? And she goes, obviously, I didn't bring a big enough bag. Uh, <laughs> and the guy asked, do you want a bag? And she goes, nope. Yep. That's our biggest dilemma is how do we find poop bags now for the dogs? Yeah. You know, we, now we're going to have to buy poop bags. But <clears throat> when I bought JR's pickup truck, in the back of the pickup, he had these two, uh, I call them totes, but they're like containers, but they're made by Husky, and we got a load bar behind them. So the other day, I go to King Supers, and I don't. I don't have a bag. You know, they're like, you want a bag? I'm like, nope. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. You're just going to take it all loose? 
Yeah, and then I threw it all in the toilet and I carried that thing in the house. <laughs> right, right. Away I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, yeah, Allie told me last night that she was wondering because she does the curbside, mm. and when they bring it out curbside, it's always in bags. Ah. So she's like, I wonder how they're going to do it. So she did curbside last night. So on the initial order, Jim, they charge you a buck right up front. So you're good for 100 bags, right? Oh. You know, 10 cents a bag, 100 bags, right? So when she gets there, they go, would you like bags? Or, or I don't know if they took them from her. But anyway, they just refunded the buck oh. because no bags. Huh. But up front, and I'm like, well, that, that sounds intelligent how you're doing it. They're covering themselves for right. somebody that wants the bags right. with the buck, but then just take the dollar off if you don't use any bags or what you use. Great. So they have found a way around it. But there's another step that all these companies have to do Right. To to meet these requirements. But they face and overcome. The good ones will. Yes, absolutely. You know? yeah. And they'll they'll offer a good customer service. Yeah. I think the bags are ridiculous. I can't worry about that though. I got bigger problems than oh, whether or not the yeah. grocery store has bags. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so, Tell me how the game is played and then I'll win. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Just gonna move on. Yep. Tenacity is going to take you past that. That's it's it. amazing how much money the state has collected on that already, though. I know it, Dave. It is mind boggling. That's like the little you know, no one even thought twice about when Polis put in their twenty-eight cent add-on for any deliveries. Huh. Just right. twenty-eight cents, right? You get something from Amazon, it's got twenty-eight cents on it. You get right. something delivered to the house, anything delivered to the house has twenty-eight cents. And on why it. is the Do state? You know what, why is the state entitled to that? What? Why? Why do they get? What is your delivery doing to them? Because they're revenueers, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> they're in your business, right? See, you said we had time, Jeff. Yeah, we got all time. your all your fault. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's rant about politics. I love it, uh, Dave. You gonna jump in on that? I, on, on, oh, you going to your final thoughts? I, you, yeah, I'm done. I mean, I you can't get me started on politics. I can't I can't get around it anymore. You know what I mean? It is just <laughs> let's not. Yeah, oh. seriously. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I was at uh, uh, my here, wife's here sister. Right, had a had a had her daughter. Up from Arizona this weekend because she had a new grandbaby, right? Congrats. So we went over, yeah, thank you, to, to see the grandbaby. So the other side of the family, mom was there, right? And we've met many, many times. We've known them for, you know, Janet and I have been married for almost 30 years, but so we've known them that long. And uh, Sue comes over and she just gets to talking to me. And uh, she's a, a hairstylist, has her own salon and, you know, has for, for two decades now, right? And she just instantly went off on all the things that are going on. And I I just, I was kind of taken back, you know, and she kind of made some more comments and made some more comments. And then she looked at me when she was done, and I'm like, so when are you running for office, Sue? <laughs> and she just looked at me, and she's like, I'm not running for office. I'm like, well, you're passionate about it. You need to get involved. And she's like, ah, it just doesn't matter. And I'm like, you know, that's the problem. We all need to get involved, right. you know, because we're... It's going one direction and it's not good. Nope. You know, if everybody's happy with the interest rate and fuel costs and just, I mean, things are out of control. People, people have to start getting involved. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not my closing thoughts. Here are my closing thoughts only because Jam has brought it up. Now it's <laughs> stuck on my head. So I'm just going to read my closing thoughts. Oh, Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. So here's my closing thoughts. Here you go, Soup. You ready for this one? I'm ready, Dave. Strap your boots on. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just trucking on down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. It's a family tradition, a Rocky Mountain high. 
Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, and that's never been a problem because we have diesel in our veins. I hear they've got a couple million tons to move. I see them everywhere. So you better get out of their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear. They keep them doors closed and their butts in the seat because those kick-ass customers are calling and those big, bright, shiny red trucks just can't be beat. Big, bright, shiny red trucks just trucking on down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. They've got to put that hammer down and pick up another round, get it off the ground and keep them eyes open wide and push on down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They've all got the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them. They won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down and keep that diesel trucking. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just trucking on down the road. Those big, bright, badass, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Yeehaw. (laughs) There's my final thoughts. I love it. I do, I do too. I good, love it. Good stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Soup. We needed music to go with that. Dave. <laughs> well, that's that, ah. that's the step, Dave. That's what we've asked for. We've we've sent it out there to have music put to that. That will be. Oh, yeah. So yeah. basically, here's the deal. Brother Dave has hated the intro and outro music on the podcast <laughs> for over a year. So he's a man of since action. podcast one. Yeah. <laughs> So being the man, and hate of, is a strong word, right? Yeah, but we could just keep this is <laughs> this is raw and unfiltered, right? We'll just we'll, it is what it is. So instead of trying to find music, he decided we're going to write our own music. It doesn't get better than that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Done done our way by our way. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. I mean, who who doesn't want a custom Channel Twenty Three song? You know yeah. what? I I hate to I hate well it's not I hate to agree with you but I really have to agree with you right now Jim because Joe Rogan can suck it yeah, exactly because he didn't write his theme song exactly we had a pretty good laugh yesterday because while you were gone Jim says oh yeah brother Dave said he wrote a song for the podcast and I was telling brother Dave and I like rolled my eye like oh great like, I know you hate some music but how corny is this going to be you know what I mean. And then you read it to me and sent it to me, and I'm like, holy shit, this is actually really good. Right. Now I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Right. Uh, I know part of that conversation, Jam, is he called me the other day, and he goes, I haven't done a thing, and we were bidding something or looking something. He goes, I haven't done a thing with that, but he said, I wrote us a theme song for the podcast. And I'm like, what? And then, and then he tries to send it to me, but he, I, he only sends like one line. <laughs> And, I think and it, it was big, bright, shiny red trucks. Yeah, and, I'm like, and then I screwed up and hit sand, and I'm like, I'm out. I can't even figure it out. it was stupid, right? That's the first part. So I send back to him, you're killing me. you know. And then he comes in and reads the whole thing to you, and I'm like, well, oh. where was my whole piece, right? Yeah, that's funny. That's good, good stuff. Soup, you got any final thoughts? Uh, not after that. Let's <laughs> just talk about shiny red trucks because right? I love them. Uh, right. Don't well, bitch about the weather because we need the water. How about that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw something on the internet yesterday. It said complaining is just worship to the devil. So, Ooh, no, there you uh, go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you this. It's pretty cool. But anyway, I got some final thoughts, and I wanted to talk about being on the leadership team here at JFW and what that looks like. And let me start off by saying there is nothing glamorous about being a leader here at JFW. It's amazing. It's prideful. It feels good. I'm happy to be on the team. But this isn't some cushy job where you just get to sit back and uh, 
you know, not doing anything, right? This morning, driving into work, when I parked, Linda's out there shoveling the sidewalk, right? Chris also helped, the mechanic Chris. He, he did some shoveling, and then, you know, other people jumped in. But Linda comes in. I mean, she's a dispatch manager, right? She's on a leadership team. She don't need to shovel that sidewalk. She's also been sick for, she's for been three weeks. Yeah. And, and we mean, like, sick. coughing. Like, yeah. Probably doesn't need to get her heart rate up and start yeah. breathing heavy. Energy, right? the whole bit. Yeah. yeah, and did a better job on it than I would have done, right? <clears throat> when there's a grain spill, after everybody's gone home and there's a grain spill, who goes and cleans the mess up? The leadership team. The other day, we were at Cora's cleaning up a grain spill because a driver forgot to lock his tailgate. And I'm standing there, Scooby's, Scooby's running a loader, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, leader, 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 leader. Like, the leadership team was out there. We didn't call some drivers to go clean up the mess. So then we get it from everywhere. We get we get it from the customers. We get it from the drivers. We get it from each other. You know, if one of us is having a bad day, right? We get it from every angle. The people problems. And don't get me wrong. I love helping people. If you got a problem, and I said it before, if you have a problem, bring it to me or to anybody on a leadership team, and we will try to help you solve your problem joyfully right the problem is two times i'm just i'm just say it without being on the low road two times well maybe i'll be on the low road two times in the last week i've had other employees call me and talk to me like i'm a piece of shit right i don't deserve that i'm not gonna put up with it right if you call me and you got a problem let's solve it right we could have bad days we could be passionate we could curse we could be frustrated right but you can't yell and scream at one of your coworkers. It's just not going to be tolerated. Nobody wants to deal with that. I wouldn't do it to you. I don't think I've ever yelled and screamed at anybody at JFW. So I'm going to leave you with the quote to try to get people to think outside of themselves a little bit. And this quote is from Judah Smith. Living beyond yourself is a key to satisfaction and fulfillment. I guess my point is, just remember, we're people too. <laughs> I remember asking Jim and Dave and Super Dave yesterday, like, when do I get to lose my, my stuff? When do I just get to go off? And it was kind of funny because you guys were like, whenever you want. <laughs> you, you, you earned <laughs> we, it, right? We, we've been waiting for that to happen. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want to lose my shit. That doesn't yeah. make me feel good, you know, because I've done that. I've been that person. You know, where you where you lose it, and then afterwards you're like, wow, I'm a real a-hole for doing that, you know? So just respect everybody, you know? It, it all has to do with the creed and respecting other people and all that happy jazz, so. Yeah, you've, you, you've made yourself better, Jim, you know, cause, but right. you've realized that you, you were here, and I, <clears throat> I guess I can't leave that alone, Jim, because the, the leadership team, um, you know, the reason – you're on the leadership team or you, you've got that title is become at some point and, and you continually do that is all of you guys have led and you continue to lead. You know, you go out and clean up the grain or you go out and shovel the walks or everything. You do it joyfully. Right. Because that's, that's how you become a leader or that's part of being a leader, right? Right. What you don't want and don't need to sell celebrate joyfully or, or have to work through because like you mentioned there's a there's enough going on right right is to be disrespected right you know and and that's part of the the friendship the communication you know understanding where everybody's coming from but 
being disrespected and treated that way? No. Nah. No. Nah, and that's 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 with language. That's with the, the tone of voice. That's that right. kind of disrespect. Right. Not being passionate. Yeah. Like, I can say, I hate this shit, Jam. Right. Well, this shit, not, right. not you. Listen, I have a driver that calls me probably once every six months for the last couple of years and just unleashes, not on me, but unleashes. Like, he's frustrated. He's upset. He needs to vent. I let him do his thing for about 10 minutes, and then I don't even need to say anything. A lot of times, just like, thanks for listening. I feel better. <laughs> you know what I mean? So nobody's above anybody here. Like, I'm not above anybody. You could talk to me. I don't, I'm not asking for, like, I don't, I don't need you to treat me like I'm on a pedestal. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. We, we could talk like humans. We could discuss problems. We could work through issues. But it's got to be done tactfully. And it starts at the top. Like I wrote down here in my notes, and I, I didn't even bring it up, but when there was a trailer that went over in Kansas, who went to turn that trailer over? Brother Dave. I'm sure you've done your share of, of recoveries as well, Jim. You know what I mean? But we're, we're out here busting our asses for you guys, you know, and for each other and for JFW, mm-hmm. for the family. We don't need any of the unnecessary BS, you know? And when I mean unnecessary, like I said, it's not – you could you could have problems at home, bring it to us. We'll talk to you about it. You could have problems at work, we'll talk about it. But when you bring some of these problems on yourself and you want to blame us for them and treat us poorly, I'm just I'm just done with that. Yeah, one of the things uh, those were all great points, Jim. One of the things I want to bring up because you're talking about the leadership team and the, <laughs> I got it from Game of Thrones. We've been <laughs> we've been working through the series and it it just really hit me, man, when when they said it. And uh, they were getting ready to do this battle. And the two kings said, you know, a thousand men don't have to die here. Let's you and I battle and solve it. Only one man will die. Wow. And, and, and the other king wouldn't fight. And the king was like, listen, I know my army can beat your army. I don't know that I can beat you. Why should I do that? And the guy replied to him, and these are the words, man, like, I just wonder how many men are willing to fight for you if you're not willing to fight for them. Wow. And I, I guess that's what I feel our leadership team, that we fight for our people. Every day we go right? to battle. We, every we day. fight. We fight to help them do their job better. We fight to provide better equipment. We fight to provide better conditions. You know, I mean, everything... You can, you can use the word fight. It's not necessarily a fight, but right. we are working for everything better on right. all levels, right? All levels, we're fighting for that. The kings here are fighting for yeah. better for our people. We could say fight. We'll fight with you, we'll fight for you, and we'll fight alongside you. Yes. We're fighting. We're on the same team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we're willing to do that. Yeah. 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 And we do do it absolutely every, single, every and that, single day. That's all that that that's a to me. It's a perfect explanation. When we get political, we believe we're fighting for the best right. for oh, you and us. Absolutely, you Jim. know. Yeah. And it might not, you know, it might not be the what you totally feel, but the outcome is for all of us. Yeah, yeah. And please don't get it confused. Like I'm not just saying this because I felt disrespected. I'm saying it because some of my teammates have felt disrespected. I got thick skin. And to me, I could turn things off like a light switch. Oh, I didn't like that. Click, you're dead to me. You know what I mean? But that's not how things operate here. We're still a family and we got to work together. But when people are disrespecting my teammates as well, I take that even more personal because maybe they're not going to have the voice to stick up for themselves. 
Hundred percent agree, Jim. Yeah, yeah good, so, good final thoughts. That's my final thought. My closing argument. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> you want to look at it, but I don't have a final th- uh, any to add to the final thought. But I do want to throw one more shout out yeah, out there that do I, I, I I don't want to say we missed it because we didn't. We just remembered it, right? <laughs> but Kurt Spencer is back. Oh yeah, from oh, yeah, Kurt. Yeah, how long has Kurt been out? Three months with that broken. We, we weren't I'll say in, ankle foot. We slash, weren't in yard twenty three, Dave. Yeah. He'd never been to 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. When, yes. he was, when he was up here the other day talking, yeah. So he left. We were at JFW West, and now he's at Yard 23. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. Same thing with Don Keller, because yeah. he, he, he wanted to get a tour of the place before he came yeah, back. That's I what, totally that, forgot that. Yeah, because he, <laughs> yeah. he asked me for the combo, because he said, I'd like to come down Sunday just while I got some time and relax. Kurt did, and, nice. and go through stuff. You yeah. know, he said, it, he, didn't, he didn't ask me for the combo. He said, is the gate locked? Gotcha. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, he's doing his job. Yeah, yeah. and and you know, so I got a. I'm glad you brought that up, Dave. Because <laughs> well, no, he mentioned he goes being being with my my broken foot and having to go through rehabilitation and everything. You know, he said I wasn't getting up in the morning. You know, so he said for the last I probably got this part of it wrong, but like the last two weeks, he set his alarm like 15 minutes earlier every day, every yeah. day. So he was just used to he goes conditioned. Yeah, conditioned. Yeah. He goes last yeah. couple weeks or the last week or few days. Alarm went off at four o'clock. I'm up. I'm ready to go to work. And that's I'm like, so funny, yeah. right? What? A, see, that's being prepared. That's grit. That's you know tenacity. That's proactive, planning. Yeah. Proactive. That's he was facing and overcoming all that yeah. stood before. He was him. pre-tripping and didn't even know it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he was stretching and the game didn't even start. Yet. <laughs> yep. He was creating honest value for those he yeah. serves. Yeah. 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 We at the end of the day, we got some amazing people that that work here. We got amazing people on the leadership team. I've always been proud to either work at JFW or be part of the family. So appreciate everybody listening, and we'll see you next week. we got to finish off with the the creed, creed, man. Man, do I even love JFW? Wow. So we need to just kind of... Chill a little bit when just we say a little bit. Yeah, All right, just a little I'm bit. backed away just a little bit. So. We don't have to whisper. Do you need that? Yeah. You got it on your phone, or you got it memorized? I don't. Know. <laughs> if we're doing it quietly, I don't want to. Don't want to screw it up. I don't want to mess up. All right, <laughs> are we ready? Yep. Sure. All right. Together, Together we, we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together, we are accident free. Together, we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together, we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together, we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together, we are the JFW fan family. Man, it's harder when you say it softer. Right? Wow. Did we peg it? Was it better uh, on the meter? It's, it, it was a little high, but not as bad. Good. Good. Yeah. So. Good. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Be oh, safe absolutely. in the weather Be out there today, out everybody. There. Yeah, have a good rest of the week. Thanks, have everybody. Have a good rest of the week. Yep. <laughs>